I'm a friend of the show, Simon Fisher-Becker, and you're listening to Travelling the Vortex. Travelling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed episode number 141, and I hold in my hand a capsule that contains so much power. Life and death on such a scale is my choice. The tiny pressure of my thumb to break the glass will end everything. So much for instilling them with a sense of awe. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it just seems so perfect. That was great. <laughs> Actually, it was funnier than what we intended to do there. Mm. We're going to go with that? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, now that we're all dead, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was awesome until Sunday night. <laughs> until I died. <laughs> Some jackhole killed me with a poison virus. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Just the flesh wound. I'm not yet dead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, wow. Oh. Well, we've hit our peak, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, what'd you do other than secure a vial of a deadly virus? <laughs> Uh, well, we watched an adjustment bureau on Monday. Finally, watching a new episode of Newsroom. And it was really good. I, really I, liked it. It. I was really, really good. impressed. It's, Who's in that? Uh, you guys told me last week, I think. But Matt Damon. Oh right, right. Uh, Emily Blunt. Right, born on the eighty five. <laughs> Except not. I was pleasantly surprised. I expected to see more bone identity, and it wasn't at all. It was very Twilight Zone esque. Oh, good. I thought you were going to stop at Twilight. No, Twilight <laughs> has a very Twilight Zone feel to it. I was thoroughly impressed by it. I really liked it. I'm still digging through Bernie Box every Friday beans. And then uh, a friend sent me a copy on VHS of the Proms. Ooh! Um, and we watched that on Saturday. Quite good. I have a one big complaint with it. I don't know if we should talk about it now or later. Well, we haven't seen it, you so guys seen I've it. only I've, heard it. I've, I've given you guys his copies, but the version that aired did not include the song for fifty. No, oh, I did hear that. Yeah, I, 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 I was aware that. of that. I'm not yeah. pleased with that. I was aware I'm, of that. I'm, I'm rather disappointed by that. Other than that, not not much else. Helped my mom finish the puzzle. How's your mom feeling? A lot better. She gets the pins out on Friday. Oh wow! So it's healing well then. Yes. Good. Last time she was at the doctor, she sure, was having a bit more pain than she expected. Well, but, terrific. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> it was pretty good. Sarah watched uh, before. Sunrise, and I caught the last half of it. 
the that's the, the yeah, yeah before yeah. sunset before sunrise yeah the trilogy oh, the, 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 the trilogy third one just came out in theaters Ooh. oh and she, that's why she was like oh I'm interested in this I'm like well you have to go watch these other two <laughs> and so then today we went and picked up before sunset the second one from the library mm. and she's gonna watch that tomorrow she really liked it oh good what I saw of it was rather charming rather charming I didn't see enough of it to have the emotional connection right between right oh. that's about nice. it pretty low key week What'd you guys do, Sean? Um, worked. Went to school. I watched Return to Oz. Yes, I like the Wizard of Oz. Stop asking me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys went through a tear of movies, though. You did, because you did... Um, you had Monday off. You did Cocoon. And Cocoon, Re- The Return. Mel watched Oh, Mel watched those. Yeah, Mel watched those. those. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch those. Uh, did you watch Batteries Not Included with her, then? Nope. Oh. She watched that too. Well, never mind. Wow. Well, she said she was going to. I don't know if she. Well, what started that is what made her think of it was uh, Jessica Tandy and we, we, we watched the gin game for my mm. drama classics class, and uh, I was telling her about because Jessica Tandy and uh, uh, Hume Croner and that, and uh, it's just it's one of those perfectly cast plays. It's about this elderly couple that you know kind of bicker and fight a little bit and have this almost old married couple relationship, and so they cast Hume and Jessica, and it, you just. There's that, aww, and they were genius because they, they cast these two, and you go, aww, and as the play turns darker and gets more serious, you get very uncomfortable with the things they were saying to each other, and that was the genius of it. So Mel kind of went on that, oh, yeah, we should watch those movies because they're in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we watch? Um, oh, we watched Pirates, Band of Misfits. Did you like it? I did. I really did like it. It was very cute. It's very funny, and it's very much in the the Artem. Uh, yeah. You know, if you like Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run, you're you're going to like this one. Um, Brian Blessed was sorely <laughs> underused oh, yes. as the pirate yes. king. He showed up, and he's a pirate, and he's wearing an Elvis getup because he's the pirate king. And I went, "This is going to be the greatest thing ever." And he doesn't hardly talk. Yeah, yeah. not in uh, much. It's like, man, that kind of. Blows. But there isn't anybody else that can be the pirate. King. But. The monkey, Bobo, Bobo, the the, the uh, what did he call him? They would cease being uh, if, if you put a if you, if you shave a monkey and put him in a suit, he would cease being a, a, a monkey and he would be a man, a man, man panzee. Yeah, man panzee. Man panzee, <laughs> totally made up for everything else. <laughs> I thought um, David Tennant did a fantastic job as Darwin. I di- I didn't hear David. I didn't Tennant. hear David Tennant. I'll and, say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Hugh Grant did a good job as pirate captain. I didn't recognize Hugh Grant, quite honestly. I did Im- immediately recognize Martin Freeman. I did immediately recognize Martin Freeman. Who, by the way, since uh, jumping ahead of Spamalot, if they ever made a movie version of Spamalot, <laughs> which, yeah, I realize the absurdity of that, but <laughs> if, if they ever did, Martin Freeman has to play Patsy. Why, why they made Hairspray into a Broadway musical and then made that into a movie, so why not? Yeah, why not? I, I say, let's do it. Uh, Martin Freeman has to play Patsy. <laughs> How was that? Now you see me. Very good. I really, really, really liked that one. I was worried about it going in because I'd kind of heard some back and forth on it, and um, it, it's pretty much the prestige meets Ocean Eleven. Hmm. It, it's a very cool, hip magic guys doing things, and the FBI is trying to catch them. Fantastic cast all the way around, and uh, really well done. I have one qualm about it. that they, they go back through and they kind of explain all of the how they did all the stunts and all the magic and everything as the show progresses. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. 
except for the final one, which they didn't explain. And I'm kind of like, hmm. well, maybe they'll explain it in the sequel. Hopefully, yeah. Which, if you're listening, now you don't. That's the title. You <laughs> you have to use that. Mm-hmm. Well, if the first one's called Now You See Me, oh, the second okay. one must be called Now You Don't. That's how that works. You can't call it Now You See Me Too. You can't pull it Now You Still Don't See Me. I mean, where else are you going to go with that title? Now You Don't. That's the title of that. Now You See Me Again. Now You See Me Again. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was really, really good. I, I liked it a lot. If I if I have one complaint about it, I think it's the, the, the magic tricks. There was a little more CGI... Uh, epic nature of them to make them look cooler, and it's like, well, now you're kind of spoiling it because I know you can't really do that. <laughs> but that's a small complaint. So yeah, fantastic. Mark Rothwell was awesome. Um, Morgan Freeman was awesome. Well, yeah. Michael Caine. Michael Caine's always awesome. Did they have big roles in it? Mm-hmm. In person, they had small parts. They're smaller parts, but they're still very, very interesting. I mean, Mark Rothwell was the, the FBI agent chasing them down, so yeah. he's he's, I mean, I he's in almost yeah. all of it. Um, I mean. Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine both have smaller roles, but still very, very, very important roles. Hmm. Like not like six minutes of screen time. There are yeah. more than that. Oh, but okay. right. <clears throat> so that was really good. Are they in it more than they are in Batman? Yes. Yeah, probably about comparable to uh, the at first, least the last to one. the last one. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they were in the other two as much as it seemed. Like Michael Caine was in the last one a lot more than he was. Yeah, in. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, on par with that. What else did we watch? I remember them. Made an impression. Yeah, they, must, they, must have, they must have all been good. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, because if they were bad, we'd hear, be hearing about them. <laughs> I just know. I've, I've seen, you know. You saw another play before Spamalot, before we get to Spamalot. Uh, why you got to bring that one up? Because you Hopefully. did. It was something else you did. I went and saw Quake which is being uh, produced uh, locally here at Washburn. <laughs> you want me to be honest? <laughs> I've never heard of this play. I hadn't either. Um, well, it was, it's produced here locally. Oh, I mean, they, somebody, they, did they No, it was, it's students. written. Is it it's, it's a national. Oh, I thought you told me the other night. Well, that it's produced stu- locally, uh, produced well, by students and everything, oh, but it's yeah. based on a... Well, duh, it's a college play. Yeah. Of course it's produced by students. No, as, as far as I know, it was written by... Ah, okay, I didn't realize It that. won awards for... for oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I, met, I don't know why I'm <clears throat> owing. I, I haven't seen it. I, well, just from the impression that he gave me the other night. I, I, mean, I mean, no disrespect to anybody associated with the play um, at Washburn. I, they all did a fine job as... You can only do as good as you can do with the material you're given. Doesn't even have a. Uh, is the full name Quake? Quake. That's it. Yeah, Melanie Mar- Marnouche or something. Um, yeah, it's 85 minutes of my life. I won't get back. That's how bad that was. And uh, I kind of said that to work. And uh, Grace at work also is uh, taking that class, but she's in a different night than I'm at. And so she had to go. So she went today, and she sent me a text. She goes, "Yeah, I didn't like it either." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, not so much on that one. I'm sure there's a fine story in there somewhere, but I didn't like it. But then uh, Glenn and I went Friday night? No, Saturday. Saturday. Glenn and I went Saturday. You're not uh, on. Why is my mic I don't know. Topeka Civic Theater. Am I plugged in? You're plugged in. It's weird. I was working earlier, wasn't I? No, I don't think you've ever been working. It, it, that's why I, you, you, sounded really, uh, you sounded really distant. So 
Should I flip the switch? Oh, wait. That would be it. Now how I did can, that get Now switched? I can hear you. I don't know how that got bumped. You've um, been up since we started. It should have been down all the way. Well, that's good to know. I'll look for that from now on. Because <laughs> I can see the switch. Well, I, I don't know how much of the first part that they heard. Hopefully you heard you're my way great off in introduction. The, <laughs> you're way off in the distance. Do we something. need to re-record it? I don't know. We'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean. We saw Spamalot on Saturday. Sean and I and Mel and Dave and Laurie and I never, they never said what his name was. So. Um, I'm sorry. I thought uh, I introduced myself. I thought uh, uh, I, uh, no, nobody ever introduced me. Brian, Brian, okay. I think. Uh, oh, actually, he's in the play that my niece is in. So he's he's Papa Bear and Lori is Mama Bear and my niece is Baby Bear. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> yeah, that in Shrek. I yeah, didn't know that. So. Oh, cool. And my niece also plays young Fiona. You know. Flashback scene. Hmm. How was Spamalot? Spamalot was good. I really, really enjoyed it. Now I've 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 never seen it ever, mm-hmm. and I've heard the soundtrack once. Um, somebody I know has it. Maybe it was Dave had it. We were listening to it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it's it's a fantastic adaptation of <laughs> basically Monty Python and the Holy, the Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah. Um, it's here's what it is. It's Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and a bunch of Eric Idle Python songs, and pfft, thrown oh. together, boom. Okay. But they work. And there's some some of the songs are original specifically for the uh, musical, but some of them like uh, Finland, the opening number is uh, <laughs> it's odd. That, I think that's off of contractual obliga- contractual obligation. Um, uh, the bright side of life is from uh, Meaning of Life. Um, uh, I can't remember some of the. There was a couple other ones that I recognized that were that have been off previous albums before, hmm. um, but then there was original songs in there as well, and they're all very, very Eric Idle, and 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 it's it's a really good adaptation. Um, I, I had a lot of fun. My only complaint with it, well, I had two. First was, and this is the same thing I said about, um, although I thought they were better. This time, the orchestra just is not very strong there, and I, I feel like that the the actors got um, got there eventually as far as the songs go, but the production numbers need to be a lot bigger, like uh, boisterous, you know, loud. Boisterous, I would agree with. Yes. Yeah, and it's because that orchestra is holding back and it's not pushing them. Um, and then that sounds like it's. I wonder, I wonder if that's more of a sound guy problem. <sighs> I don't know. This was better. This was certainly better. They but... had some mic issues this time. Which that's, yeah, there was a little bit of a buzz. One of the other things that I... I don't know, maybe I'm too old school, but I kind of fall into that. If you're going to come out on stage, you should be able to project to the back row. Yeah, I want to be yeah. able to hear you. And if I can hear you on a mic, it doesn't count. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um... The other issue that I have is was the sets. I mean, they were minimal, which is fine. I don't have a problem with minimal set because if the acting is really good, this is the main stage, should right? be noticed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. However, if I'm going to do spam a lot, I'm going to get somebody in there that can do very Terry Gilliam esque sets. That the Grail that was on the the shot with the uh, the lady in the lake. I remember going up here. Oh, spoiler. Um, was standing in should have looked like the the grail that was on all the pictures that we kept seeing on the monitors on the sides, 
and the uh, cartoony. Yeah, yeah, they just needed to be that. Really, I, I would have brought somebody in to do that because I, I mean, it's community theater. It's it's a lot of it's volunteer. Um, I just think I would have strove for that look of everything. I think everything should have had that hillside with the uh, the bunny, the killer rabbit. Uh, all of that should have had this just kind of a Gilliam touch to it, and it didn't. It, it was like we well we we need a hill. Okay, here we go. Here's okay. some skulls and crossbones. Uh, um, we'll reuse this tree set from two places. Yeah, ago, exactly. Yeah. It just it I didn't have it that. Can. It needed that. It needed that. And I and I think it's probably like that on the West End. It's probably like that on Broadway. So, but anyway, I, minor complaints because the actors did a phenomenal job. Um, I thought they were all stellar. Uh, Dave said something that he had a problem with them falling in and out of like some. He said you either go all the way and do it, uh, Holy Grail, or line for line, or you do your own thing with it. But you, they they seem to be kind of doing parts both. of it were. It, it, it I was, was uh, it was just enough to get you there, but not enough that you could quote see, along with. I it. was fine with that though because I wanted them to kind of stay true to the material, but take little pieces, which I felt they only did that on little parts. And take and make that their own, and I, I thought I, I was perfectly fine with that because we are doing it here. I mean, it's it's centralized. They even reference Topeka at some point in the in the in the play because you oh, you do it based on locations. Cool. So it's it, it, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I it's the best show I've seen there, honestly. And I loved Les Mis. I thought they did a great job with Les Mis. Again, the orchestra was, <laughs> weak, but um, but yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoy it, and it's it's a wonderful musical. I'd love to see it on Broadway or or, or on the East or West End, um, in the UK it would be even better. But and the the recording of God, did you notice who that was? You asked I, me, I, and I, I, I texted. I, I never looked. It was Eric. It was Eric. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, Dave, I guess, looked it up. Apparently, when he saw it, because they saw it in uh, in the UK, when he saw it, it was John Cleese was the voice of God. So. Apparently it's it's probably something you can download if you're doing a you know local production or whatever you can download yeah. that audio. So I, I heard it. The and book, I went, probably Tat. whoever's doing that voice sounds exactly like Eric Idle. <laughs> and then as I thought about it, I thought, well, it's probably audio you can get if you're doing spam a lot. It's Eric Idle's play. You paid for the musical. rights for it. Yeah, you you probably get, get a chance to use it as, as part of the package. So. I liked it. I, I I I also had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And it was very funny and enjoyable. I think I fall down a little bit more on the yeah, it's community theater trying to do Monty Python and I don't know that you can really capture the essence of that movie and see I think that's your guys' problem is I think you guys go in there looking for the movie but I don't think you, ha- you I don't think you should be for a musical version an adaptation of, of I don't want them up there doing everything line for line because I'm always going to be disappointed with that yeah. because nobody can do it like the pythons but if you can deliver the lines and the jokes in such a way and just put a little bit of a twist or a little bit of spin on them I'm perfectly fine with it yeah that. no I I didn't necessarily want line for line for for, for from the movie but I think I, I don't know I don't know what I wanted I wanted it to be because I I think parts of it were just so much almost line for line that I kind of had that well I could be watching the movie and having a better See, time I, that, I, that's and then there I are other parts want. that were completely yeah. different like I mean obviously the Lady of the Lake does not have other than one name drop she's not in the movie at all and yeah. she's got a fairly well, major needed, part in this they one. needed a female lead they did need a <laughs> very much a, a boys club kind, oh, of, yeah, kind yeah. of movie um, or kind of play so I don't know like I said I, it's not that I didn't enjoy it I did I really liked it and I had a lot of fun I just 
I wasn't blown away by it. I, was, I think maybe, or maybe I set my expectations too high because I really wanted to be. I was so excited. It's like spam a lot. We're gonna go see spam a lot. We're gonna throw spam in the audience, and everything's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Didn't um, happen. I'm still sour over the trivia. I think that's what it is. Oh, now. They, I'll tell they, you, they did trivia for opening night yeah. and, and um, opening weekend. Opening oh. weekend uh, trivia, and I got of the 15 questions. Apparently, I know everything there is to know about Monty Python. I got those all right. I don't know anything about theater. <laughs> I don't know anything about spam. Uh, spam. Actual spam. And well, no, because I got the Hawaii question right. You did get the Hawaii, but you didn't get the. Uh, I didn't get the flavor. Did you know? You didn't get the barbecue. <laughs> they had a question. Which of these is not a genuine flavor of spam? Okay. A. Hickory smoked. B. Barbecue. I don't remember C, C. Low sodium. C. Low sodium, which I don't understand as a flavor, but all right. And D. <laughs> roasted turkey. Oven roasted. Oven turkey. roasted turkey. Which of these is not uh, a flavor say now, of spam? Barbecue. Yeah, I gave it away. Yeah. yeah. Oven roasted turkey is a flavor. Oven of spam, roasted huh? turkey is apparently a flavor of spam, but barbecue is not. That is bizarre. Well, you just buy barbecue sauce and put it on your spam. Well, Keith's got to figure it out. He's not getting the fact that oven roasted oh, no, I get turkey that. I get that. is a spam. <laughs> Flavor of spam. But it's not... Okay. Well, I don't have a problem with that. I just did a quick Google search. It's actual turkey. Just in a spam container. Is it really? Yeah. It's one aid with 100% white lean turkey. Just been processed like spam. Okay, the more I hear about this oven roasted turkey spam, the more I am beside myself with anger that this exists because that's just wrong. <laughs> Why would you grind up turkey and cram it into a can? That's just that's just crazy. Why talk. would you grind up ham and <laughs> yeah, cram it into a can? Wow, because it's a tongue twister there. It's a little mouthful. I like, I like the occasional spam. I never <laughs> like spam. <laughs> and so. It's one of those, like, every ten years I'll go, you know what wow. sounds really good? There's a lot of varieties. I, like I never sp- realized. I like spam, but I have to open it, slice it, and then fry it yeah. on a... To fry and it. put cheese on it, too. That's uh, what I, mean. I never thought about putting oh, cheese on it. put cheese you on can, it. You can get mayonnaise. it with jalapeno. 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 Jalapenos. On a stick. On a stick. And <laughs> bacon. And there's cheese ones. You, don't, you can get it with cheese added. I really don't care. Not, I buy the plain kind and I fry it up. roasted turkey spam. <laughs> yeah, so apparently I didn't know that. Anyway. Well, enjoyable show. And if, if you go to see it, or if you haven't seen it, you go to see it, word to the wise, it, it is as offensive as 1970s <laughs> Python. So it's, it is that humor. So. Oh, <laughs> There were a couple of them. There, there were a couple yeah. of them. That I, I, my, my, I'll be honest. My first reaction was, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> and then I had to think about what I was watching. It was like, of yeah, course they did. It's, Absolutely, it's, of course yeah, they it, did. It, so it I is, turned my brain off and right you know, enjoyed the show. Um, the other thing I did this weekend, which I don't know if I even talked about what we did. I didn't do much this week. But uh, today we took the kids to see uh, Turbo. Which oh, that was Turbo. really cute movie. Was it? Oh, was it? Yeah, it it's, in the box you, office. You have to kind of shut your brain off because... You it's know, a you have to accept snail. The, no. It's not even that. It's the fact that you have to accept the fact that they let a snail into the Indy Five Hundred, well, okay. <laughs> and that they're probably the oh wait, like the real Indy Five Hundred. It's thing that, not like the no, snail Indy Five Hundred. No, no, it's the Indy Five Hundred, and 
I mean, and least of all, the, the reason is is because there's nothing in the rules that says a snail can't enter. <laughs> but once you get past that, <laughs> you're right. It's it's good. It's cute. It's really so. You should like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Because nothing says Abraham didn't kill Nothing in history vampires. books say that he didn't kill yeah, vampires. There you go, there you go. That's the whole point of that book. <laughs> we can't verify that it didn't happen. But it's, it's and cute. Tim Burton is convinced that it did. <laughs> it's cute. I, I very enjoyed You're it. You're not helping the argument there. Yeah, it's true. Um, that's pretty much it. Mason's third round of strip went Ow. today. Oh, was that the... He went today. He was, well, he was... He was sick. Feverish all, yeah. all Friday Saturday. night. And Saturday morning, and because that was uh, overnight, we didn't sleep much. And then um, she, uh, Holly, took him this morning because he said his throat was bothering, and it wasn't necessarily hurting, but it was bothering. So she took him, and then so now we're on the third round of antibiotics. This one is like the uber antibiotic. So hopefully this one's going to have no biotics in him at all. No kidding. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that one will work. Um, Poor guy. That's pretty much it. I, I. can't think of anything else that exciting that we really did. So, I've been catching up on Grimm season two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many of those shows going to be by this season. There's <sighs> Grimm, Once Upon a Time, which once I've already been on. Once in Wonderland, Sleepy Hollow, uh, <laughs> Dracula. Is there a Dracula one though? Yeah, with oh, Jonathan Reese Myers. This is ridiculous. Oh, it's better than the Alice in Wonder... I think it's... No, Wizard of Oz medical drama. There's a Wizard of Oz medical drama? They've greenlit it. Oh, my gosh. It's probably going to be... For, the pilot's going to be made for next year. And we'll see oh, if it's geez. further than that. Wow. Apparently, it's based off a novel or something. Do you like the Wizard <laughs> of Oz? <laughs> Should we move on to news? Medical drama. News. Oh, they have... BBC America has announced uh, the Ninth Doctor Revisited. Which will be Bad Wolf and Party in the Ways, Sunday, September 29th. I thought we knew that. Nope. Did we presume? Or maybe, so I saw, maybe I saw it in the news earlier this week. It, yeah, it came yeah. out. I think like... So well, when, when are we doing Bad Wolf and Party in the Ways? I don't know. It beat them to it, didn't we? We did. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. In two weeks. Ooh, that's we, what I'm thinking of, is that we're doing it. <laughs> Oh, you didn't really have to go look at the schedule. I was just um, yeah, it's kind of it's, huh. it's. I'm kind of surprised they went with that instead of uh, empty child doctor dances. Yeah, yeah, that would certainly would have been better. Well, it has the Moffat tie-in too. Yeah, but maybe they didn't want to do the Moffat tie-in since they've got and he's introducing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this episode was just brilliant. It was probably <laughs> the best thing I've ever written. And here it is. <laughs> but they have also released the... Uh... Oops. The, is it the date? But they, they've released details for the DVD for Revisited 9, 10, and 11. Yeah, I saw that. Which, that might be where you, we found out that it was going to be Bad Wolf Party in the Ways. Oh, maybe. But ten's going to be Stolen Earth, Journey's End. And then Smith is uh, Impossible Astronaut, Day of the Moon. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, it's according Where to the release. Peter Capaldi? And what else? It's ten. It's eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, well, it's not nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Because <laughs> there hasn't been a Capaldi episode, <laughs> it won't be by the time they air these. Put the Christmas special on there. <laughs> 
Ernie. Yeah. Uh, next up, the next ebook has been announced. Uh, Charlie Higson, apparently a young Bond writer, or he wrote some young Bond novels, uh, writes The Beast of Babylon. Ooh. But there's a beast. I bet it's from Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, looks like he has, he's a successful author, actor, comedian, and writer for television and radio. Yeah, right. He wrote the phenomenally successful Young Bond series, which has sold over a million copies in the UK alone, and has been translated to over 24 languages. Well, good for him. Is this young James Bond? I'm assuming. There was a cartoon that I used to watch. Yeah, James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr. <laughs> <laughs> was his nephew, which I always thought was weird. And he was American. How well, it, it couldn't be his son. It's not his son. No, that's why I'm saying it couldn't be yeah, his oh, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a series of five young adult <laughs> spy novels by Charles Hig- Charlie Higson featuring Ian Fleming's secret agent James Bond as a young teenage boy attending school at Eton College in the 1930s. Kind of like a young Indiana Jones. I'm bored. <laughs> um. It's kind of like Starfleet Academy. <laughs> Writers, just for the record, going back to somebody's college days... Generally, not a good idea. The young Jedi Knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't care. Kevin J. Anderson. We really don't. Okay, next up in news. Young Sherlock Holmes. Young Sherlock Well, but that one. That was good. That one was good. <laughs> that's a good movie. Uh, that's I the brought, exception more than the that's world. Right. I brought with me that an, an Auton Carnival mask has sold for thousands of dollars on eBay. How many thousands? Uh, 5,000. Actually, uh, 5,000, or not dollars, 5,154 pounds to be exact, which is about $10,000. probably about how much that weighs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a rare Auton Carnival mask. That's the really big faces. Yes. With the, this one doesn't When, have when the Autons were in disguise. Yes. <laughs> Um, it was auctioned on eBay. Uh, the painted fiberglass head with felt eyes sold online site by London-based Miss P73, who said in the item description that it had been given to her by a family in the late 1970s when her father worked for the stu- for a studio transport company. Apparently, he had some scratches and a bit chipped and scraped. Translation: It fell off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, some lucky person. On Thursday, picked up an Auton mask. And hopefully promptly dropped it. <laughs> it's probably going to hang on their wall. Oh, God. <laughs> Just to scare people. That's pretty awesome. I would, I would, you know what, if I had that, I would go down to Rio. I would, I would go to Carnival, <laughs> and I would wear that stupid thing. It'd be like Moonraker, where the Jaws comes out, and he's wearing the gargantuan. <laughs> Clowns are scary in of themselves. Richard Keel wearing the Jaws, the clown outfit is like, holy crap. <laughs> People I don't want to meet in a dark alley. Where are we? In a dark alley. <laughs> yeah, I'd wear the Auton mask at Carnival. 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 And the last bit of news. Glitter pasties. Doctor Who follows after Doctor Who Monopoly. And, <laughs> and Doctor Who. Uh, Trivial Pursuit. And Trivial Pursuit. Doctor Who. Now there's Doctor Who Risk. The Dalek Invasion <laughs> of Earth. <laughs> Woo! I know Sean's very excited about I'm it. I'm very excited about it. You know, I've only played my Star Wars Risk once or twice. I'll play with it. I, it's been so long, I need to relearn. I've played, played it before. We actually we, we have a copy of Risk in at work, um, a new one. It's Did called, you play Risk with us? Or was it just... Maybe. I love, I love Risk. The, the, the Star Wars one. Oh, the Star Wars. Um, Order 66. Yeah, yeah, we, have, we have played yeah. that. We thought so. 
Um, we have one in a work called Risk Legacy, which apparently they've kind of revamped how risk works. And there are certain things that, that are sealed up that you can't open until you have met certain requirements. Hmm. So you play the game, and as you play the game, or as you play multiple games, and you build up experience points, different things unlock, and you get better weapons or better this, and it's kind of a, a technological advancement as well. But then certain things happen, apparently, in the game as you get to a, if, if you progress to a certain point where literally you can wipe countries off the map. Like, you literally take the card and tear it up because that country doesn't exist anymore. Huh. If you tear my risk cards off, I will kill you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the game is specifically done. Some of them are you, you can upgrade, like, you know how you get armies for, for different countries? You can actually upgrade the infrastructure of your country and get more armies. So you get a dry erase marker and you write on the board that this one now produces this instead of this. You get stickers to indicate, oh, I nuked that one. If you write on my risk board, <laughs> I will kill you. Well, you'd have to buy the special game board for that. But, hmm. but the, the idea is that you never reset it. This looks really good. All right. <clears throat> Where'd we leave off? I don't know. What were you talking about? We had a little hiccup there, a little technical gaffe. I'm just going to roll with I, it. Huh? I think I can. Okay, I didn't do it that Okay, yeah, we're <laughs> just rolling with it. Um, we rolled with Keith's mic. Well, my mic's not working, working for 30 minutes. This is the technical errors show. I've already done that one. We're doing we, it again. Did we have a technical We had a technical error. Oh, technical I think we've had several ones. <laughs> the return. <laughs> again. Dun, dun, dun. Now you don't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's designed to be that you you never ever ever reset the board back to standard risk because it's advanced to that point where you know it's gone. It sounds really intriguing. <laughs> it's so, gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. Yeah. The Earth is just well, gone. There goes my. <laughs> there went the game. There goes my game. So uh, uh, we played it till it was gone. From what it looks like in this, you only play as Daleks. Thanks for bringing us back to what we were talking about because I had forgotten. So you only play as many years ago, well, sure. an ancient sure. artifact was it should be called Dalek Invasion Earth on the planet. An artifact that will enable the Daleks to reign supreme across the universe. <laughs> play as one of five different armies: either classic (parentheses black, bronze, and silver) or new Dalek paradigm (red and yellow). Oh lord! As you invade Earth, <laughs> seeking the ancient weapon. Only once all opposition has been wiped out, you can begin the search. Will you be the last Dalek army left? Watch out for TARDIS sweeping around and the uh, the TARDIS sweeping around the board defend, to do to defend Earth. As you fight for supremacy, the Doctor will do his best to stop you and bring peace to a different territory each turn. Oh. Is there a special so the weapon? Doctor is trying to thwart both sides. I like yeah. that. That's cool. So it's kind of like. Uh, the seventh Doctor. Cut to the chase. So do I get a little plastic special weapons Dalek? It doesn't say. It's available exclusively from Forbidden Planet, October 25th. And you get special cards to boost powers and blah, blah, blah. Mm. One of which is Lieutenant Lethbridge Stewart. Oh, you get Lethbridge Stewart? He's a card. He's a power Sweet. card. Sweet. Power card. Sweet. His power is Unit Defend Earth. Lose all but one Dalek from one of your territories. That's not a very good power. I think that's powers against you. Like, you could play on the other team. You can, ah, I gotcha. You can sick Lethbridge Stewart on them indirectly. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It does sound like fun. Keith, you should volunteer to buy that and we'll play. Maybe I'll get it for Just like we've played the card game and the, <laughs> and the RPG. RPG and That's it for news. That's all I had. Cool. Well, let's move on to feedback. feedback. Let's move on to 
feedback. Let's move on to feedback. First up, somebody's not getting a clue. He's supposed to play his song now. He shook, no song. he shook his head. <laughs> no he was trying. He was trying to slip it by again this week, wasn't he? No, I told you there was no song. You know what? I'm gonna have to come what? up with a when great song for when he's gone to show him up. Oh, there you go. Oh. You do. You go, Keith. Oh, I'm gonna be too busy reading. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks to go in our book reviews. Yeah. How's that coming along? I've got I two chapters done. I've got the prologue done. Ooh. <laughs> but it won't take me long. It's a 250-page book. It's not going to be hard. a Time Wars board game? What? Doctor Who the Time Wars board game. Oh, I finished Odd Thomas this week. That's what oh. else I did. How was it? It was good. I liked it. Was it was really good, wasn't it? The ending. Oh, God. Oh, My heart. The ending. <laughs> oh, the feels. <laughs> oh, the feels. <laughs> As I tweeted out. Oh, God, the feels. All right, anyways, feedback. Mark writes, thoughts, chewing gum, and cement. (laughs) I have no idea what that subject line was about. (laughs) But anyway, guys, I just got home after a long, hard day, and this photo was uploaded to Twitter, see attached, along with the tagline saying that Matt will be donning a wig for the Christmas special. It's got me thinking. I honestly believe that Matt Smith will be regenerating in the 50th anniversary, and the BBC are lying about Matt being in the Christmas special to deliver the viewers the first surprise regeneration since 1963. It's what I would do if I was showrunner, and so far Moffat has put into practice almost all the ideas that Alex and I came up with with Doctor Who reincarnated. (laughs) So I'm placing a dollar that will lose 11 in November and see Capaldi at Christmas. There might even be some set photos that they've got that they've set up involving Matt like they did to mislead journalists for filming of Sherlock Series 3. Any thoughts, guys? By the way, I hope you guys had a nice summer. My summer is now over, and I have an incomplete 60,000-word novel on my hands. Ah, well. Till next time, guys. Mark Lee. And we'll include the picture in the show notes, yeah? Uh, sure. That he included in the email. What do you guys think? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. No. As much as I absolutely would love that, I think that's fantastic. Oh, you're I think to get that rid would of Matt be. Now. No, I, you know, I think that's uh, he needs to go out on the fiftieth. I've always said that that would. Be I, I, I have. Not. I have too. I have always said it would. I know. If, I if BBC that. did it right, they would they would regenerate him on the fiftieth. You go back through all the shows, you find out if they were doing it the right way, they would re, they would regenerate him on on the fiftieth anniversary. That's. Perfect. You it's, are the, no, it's fantastic. No, no, no. You were the one that specifically said that was a bad idea because they're already getting the hype over the 50th anniversary. And never that they should that. wait until Christmas to no, do it. No, never said yes. that. Yes, you did. But I don't think it will happen. I absolutely don't think it will happen. I think we will go to the 5th, or to the 5th, uh, to the 12th uh, on the Christmas episode. Now, again, I think oh, <laughs> the coolest idea in the world would be to do it pre uh, credit sequence, and then just have Capaldi do all of the rest of the Christmas special. That'd just be his first episode. That's not going to happen either. I just don't <laughs> see that happening. I think they want to give Matt his swan song, and they want to give it, you know, him a, a, a graceful out, and I, it's, it just it won't happen that way. I really like the idea, though, knowing the way Moffat has written Christmas specials, of it being called Twelfth Night. And that would require... Capaldi to be there. Well, Capaldi's going to be, oh, be there anyway, just, like, so you can still call it. Nah, it wouldn't be the same. But it's like the 11th he'll hour. regenerate at the end like uh, 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 
10 did this 11? Yes, 10 did to 11. Yeah, see, that does, that does, it's like time. the 11th hour if David Tennant was in it, except for the last 10 minutes. Ah. It just doesn't work. Now, Mark, I think it's a great idea. I think they should have him regenerate at the end of the 50th. But Place your bets, kids. Place your bets. You don't remember I'm, I'm, back I'm, in the I'm day when to... he kept saying... There were all those rumors flying about Matt Smith leaving. I kept after saying this that he's year. probably going to leave. In and the 50th. I said, I said that the fiftieth would be the way to go. I've always said that. Yeah. I said it's the fiftieth anniversary. I remember you saying it, that he'll leave in the fiftieth. I remember you saying no. You that had would, a stroke. You don't remember yesterday. In fact, I'm pretty sure that was about the same time we were discussing when Doctor Who was going to come back, whether or not it was going to be <laughs> Easter Sunday. I didn't say that. It was, I didn't say it was going to happen. And, and you were very much be. no. He wouldn't come back. And I'm somebody who's mainlining is going to get to that. Rachel, Rachel when you get up. to that, let, let us Ruth know what he actually right, said. Because I'm too lazy to actually go back and look. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just argue with him about it. But. Who's next? Speaking of Rachel, she's next. Speaking of Rachel, um, okay. Rachel writes feedback submitted. Hello, Vortex Gang. Rachel here with just a little bit of feedback. Again, thanks to everyone who helped with our Halloween project. I've got lots of ideas, and I can't wait to share the completed project with all of you once Halloween rolls around. Sorry, no spoilers for now. Sean, I completely understand your complaints from working Labor Day weekend. I just got out of working retail after almost 15 years, and I don't miss it one bit. Especially the roaming shoppers, who seem to have no sense of time. My favorite is when they'd finally come up to the register after closing time with the lights partially turned off, and they'd ask, What time do we close? Face palm. <laughs> to answer someone's question, I think it was Sean, the screening of the Doctor Who movie was done by the people who own Who North America here in Indianapolis. Their shop is open to the public once a month. Otherwise, it's by appointment only. Wow. And then huh. twice a month, they do Doctor Who related screenings. I'll include links to both their website and their Facebook page, so if anyone listening finds themselves near Indianapolis, they can check them out further. I watched The Eighth Doctor Revisited earlier this week, and while I enjoyed it, I was confused that Paul McGann wasn't involved. Someone on Facebook said that he was involved in other commitments, but I would think that if he couldn't come to them, the BBC would go to him. I guess having Sylvester McCoy was better than nothing, and I'm not surprised that Eric Roberts wasn't included. Maybe I'm just picky, but it surprised, but it surprised me to not see McGann. Well, that's all I have for this week. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make Friday Night Who this week as I'm going on a short vacation to my husband's family's late cabin and will not have any internet. But as I'm not done mainlining the show, we'll have plenty of Traveling the Vortex to listen to on the six-hour car ride up and back. Your poor husband. Rachel. <laughs> that poor, poor man. <laughs> as always, thank you, Rachel. And yes, we will include the show notes, uh, the link to uh, Who... Who, America. Um, Who North America? Who, uh, Who North America? Who North America Indianapolis, um, and, and ju- just to, to clarify, yeah, I, I don't want it. I, I kind of thought about this on the way over here. I don't want anybody to think that I don't enjoy my job because I do. I really, really do. I enjoy what I do. But yeah, sometimes the retail. Beast, no, you don't. You've said in the past that you don't. No, I do. No, you've no, you've always said no, I hate my job. Can't stand. It. I was talking about this one. <laughs> Stupid no, podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure. A few weeks ago, you said, "Oh, I hate this job." So. Were these all used? Yeah. No, I haven't. You had all those already? No, I didn't have any of those. So I, I had used them. The one. So he can't use them now. No, I'm sorry. I got mixed up again. <laughs> there. <laughs> this one. These ones. Those ones were. Okay. Oy vey. Anyway, so yeah, the retail beast is what it is. So 
I'm glad you're out. Who's next? Next up is oh, Brenda. Right? Yes. I'm almost there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Really, after the, the open we had, can well, I hope nobody has expectations for this episode. <laughs> All right, I really think we should start over. Missed opportunities, stalking, and bed, bedroom communities. Ooh. Dear Fortix Gang, I'm weighing in this week with a brief review of the 8th Doctor Revisited special from BBC America. Meh. I can understand that Eric Roberts wouldn't be a part of it, unless they paid him a million and guaranteed... Uh, reverential adoration of all t- at all times. And got the dress for the occasion. <laughs> Though I w- would have wished that, they would weigh, that he would weigh in on what it was like to be an American to, become, to come into this British institution. But to do an Eighth Doctor Revisited and not have Paul McGann? Totally unacceptable. I don't care if there were scheduling problems or any other difficulties. They should have waited until he was available or do whatever was required to make it happen. Here, here. It's not like McGann is removed from the world of Who like Eccleston is. He does big finish stories and he appears at conventions, so he obviously has a place in his heart for Who. With only 90 minutes of on-screen footage to talk about, his absence was deeply felt. The two companions and the other guests went around in circles saying the same things over and over. Paul is a nice guy. He's a good actor. He's a good kisser. He was a bridge between classic Who and new Who. No mention of the half-human storyline. No mention of the Master's convoluted backstory that seemed to have been ignored in the reboot. No mention of what it felt like to have an American company delving into Who. No behind-the-scenes insights. Just a load of missed opportunities. To quote Forrest Gump, that's all i got to say about that. I do want to assure Sean that I'm not stalking you guys to get your snail mail addresses. <laughs> when I was going to mail a copy of the earlier Dr. Revisited specials, both you and Keith gave me your addresses. <laughs> when I mailed the UK goodies to you, Collins came before Miles in my address book. Thus, you became my distribution center. <laughs> I'll spread the wealth and send some future things to Keith just to keep it equitable. Don't feel like you have to. We're giving you a hard time. That just means I get first dibs on anything in the box. <laughs> I don't know, guys. That's all she said. <laughs> oh, and on another note about Powder Springs, where I actually live, and Atlanta. The actual city of Atlanta has a population of about 450,000, whereas the metropolitan area covers 29 counties and has a population of 5.5 million. We have many bedroom communities in the metro area since housing is so expensive in actual Atlanta. So I, like, so I, like many others, live in the suburbs while most of my activities are in the city. It makes for awful commutes, but after living here for 23 years, I'm pretty accustomed to it. I'll have more feedback next week when you delve deeper into the Eighth Doctor era. Thanks to a friend, I was given a copy of the movie several months ago, so I am uncharacteristically informed enough to make observations. <laughs> Uh, actually, from here on, I will have seen all episodes, so I can begin to weigh in with an with informed opinions. Until then, uh, I have lots of Salt Lake updates to hear, as well as the next p- podcast episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you later, Brenda in Metro Atlanta. <laughs> Must be writing that at work. <laughs> well, Metro Atlanta includes. Pow- you did, yeah. Are you paying attention? What? <laughs> what am I doing? Who are you guys? What am I doing here? Up next, 
Chrissy. Dear Vortex Boys, I just want to say thank you so much for letting me send in the side trips about Salt Lake Comic Con. I had a blast doing it, and it was fun to be able to share my convention experience with you guys and my fellow Vortex listeners. It was my first time going to a huge Comic Con like this, and there was a lot to learn, but it was so much fun. And I, real- I realized I didn't talk a whole lot about Doctor Who related stuff compared to everything else that was going on, but I figured that we're all fans of lots of different things, so hopefully there was something to interest everybody. And if anybody, anyone out there has a complaint about me sending in reports, I can only say it was Glenn's idea. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, I go the opposite way. I I say if anybody has anything they ever want to send in to us, send it in. (laughs) There's conventions going on all over the world. We've got listeners all over the world. Send it in. That that is an open invitation to anybody because we we love cons. We love con reports. And we love Wrath of Con. And (laughs) if you have anything to chime in, please send us audio. Um, if you don't have enough to cover, you know, several short side trips, we'll put one big one in the show, or we'll just do one big side trip. Or Chrissy's were 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 concise and 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 fantastic and had lots of information. So I opted to make them uh, side trips, and and I think that went just swimmingly because we were able to post it everything at least the next morning after the night that yeah. you recorded it. So you were getting basically. The day before the day that you, you were actually on, if you were listening to them in that in that order, so, and I tried to do that, get those up as soon as possible, so people could kind of live the con along with Chris. Which I've listened to all of them, but the last one, and I've really, I really, I thought they were very enjoyable. The I, 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 I haven't listened to the Shatner day yet, <laughs> and she doesn't and, talk about it in the uh, audio, but I caught it on her Twitter stream that every time that she put Shatner in on a tweet. It would capitalize like every letter in Shatner, so that's why it actually in the in the heading of that says Shatner Day, you know, because it's in, and Shatner is all in uh, all caps. So I thought that was funny that her phone, and so she just kept going along with it. She said, like, "Well, that's what it's going to be." So. It's like Brian Blessed. You can't just type Brian Blessed. You have to capitalize Brian Blessed, and then you have to put dive right after. That, yes. you, have, you haven't listened to them, right? I have not listened to them yet. I haven't had a chance. They are on my The bumper list is for fantastic. Yeah, that's terrific. Really good Thank job you with the bumper. so much. We got a bumper? We got another bumper. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend Simon, of the show, Simon Fisherbecker. Fisher he says. He's friend of the I'm show. Friend of the show, Simon Fisherbecker. Fisher <laughs> Actually, I think he puts an A in there, but that's yeah. okay. A friend of the show, Simon yeah. Fisher. Oh, and I can't wait to listen to him. That's what she said. She said she she tweeted me the other night. She said, uh, "Is there anything you want from Planet Comic Con bumpers or anything like that?" And then she said, "Of course, I guess you probably have Simon Fisher Becker." And so I tweeted her back and said, "Well, a new one would be nice." And then I texted <laughs> I, or I tweeted, "Maybe friend of the show, Simon Fisher, having say friend of the show." And so that's what she did. So it was that's great. awesome. Yeah. I can't um, wait to listen. But yeah, we we we've been kind of tweeting back and forth all weekend, just kind of communicating about these these audios and whatnot. So. Sounds like she's having fun. Well, it's yeah. because you're the technical. It's because you're the technical guru. Well, it's yeah. I, He's the one I kind of took the charge because I'm the one that edits and, and posts. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, I didn't check with you guys see if we could do it. I just took the. No, do it. It's great. <laughs> I mean, you guys would be fine with it. So you'll be hearing from my lawyers later. Oh, <laughs> uh, she continues. Uh, before I went to Comic Con, I finally did get to watch Flash Gordon. Woot. Sweet ham and cheese sandwiches. I haven't seen a movie filled with so much camp since Napoleon Dynamite. I laughed my butt off through that whole thing. And you know your movie is over the top and Brian Blessed. Excuse me, Brian Blessed! It's just one more face in the crowd. And I think that's what it, that's what endeared it to me the most. The movie knows it's campy and cheesy. 
It's not trying to be anything else, and I and it doesn't expect the audience to take it too seriously. So I, it was sufficiently entertaining. Not sure if I want to buy the DVD for myself. Still trying to save for galley and trying to be picky about the things I spend my money on. But I did ask the people in in the central buying department of my library system to purchase a few copies. I had to borrow my copy from the other library system I live in because the one I work for doesn't have it. If it if I have anything ne- negative to say about this movie, is that Flash is a bit too pretty. <laughs> Chrissy, I take offense of you comparing Flash Gordon to Napoleon Dynamite. They are both campy, but I'm no, glad you enjoyed camp it. Camp in a different way. Very different way. Um, I think uh, for her birthday, we all need to pull together and send her a copy of the movie. No, there you go. <laughs> she continues with, Okay, 8th Doctor Month. Let's go! The Eighth Doctor Revisited. The funniest line in the special wasn't even about the Eighth Doctor. It was the segment where they talked about how the Seventh Doctor was killed, and Sylvester <laughs> Moikoi comes on and says, Yes, it was really quite violent, because it was set in San Francisco. <laughs> Is San Francisco a really violent place? I guess every other every city has its rougher areas, but that was kind of a funny remark. I make. thought the same thing, because I thought, City of Love and Peace, and Hate Ashbury, and Hippies, and... The probably the largest you know uh, gay movement in America and yeah exactly LGBT movement. It doesn't scream violence to me. (laughs) And she's right. Every every place has its rough you know areas, but I think it seems like all of America. Topeka is probably more violent than San Francisco. I don't know. It seems like that time in the nineties, every place was presented as that violent. Well, I think it might also be, and this is. I don't want to paint a broad picture, but I think a lot of people in the UK, anywhere in it America, really, is a violent place compared to Europe. You know, it, so. it, 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 the tone of the entire movie screams New York more than San Francisco to me. <laughs> it really still. kind of does. It really kind of does. Uh, she continues with, "This was a pretty good special, considering they didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Obviously, they're just sticking to TV stories." Nick Briggs did look like he wanted to talk about Big Finish, but there was probably <laughs> something about license rights or whatever that kept him from doing so. I did. I like, think that's more so probably. You start to alienate uh, people that you're trying to introduce to the doctor in the first place when you st- when that's you when you bridge off into you know audio that's you know completely secondary to the the show. So it'd be like launching into novels. Exactly, and, you know. and it just it get you get really far off topic if you try to do that. And I, I think that's probably why they railed Nick in. And that's why we cover it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I did like that they explained that the Master could take over other people's bodies because it, he was out of regeneration, so Stephen Moffat sounded like he wasn't that thrilled about the idea initially. <laughs> I got that impression. He made some comments in an offhand way that sounded a bit sarcastic. Can't remember what it was, but I just remember thinking that was out of character for Moffat to say something like that one of these specials. I liked that they interviewed the Athne Ashbrook and Yi Ji So. Uh, very interesting that they counted they counted Cheng Li as both companion and a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Again, they're stretching for time. Of course, they're going to talk about the kiss, and Daphne was fantastic when she was talking about that whole scene. But watching the scene where the doctors remembered Gallifrey, I was reminded just how awesome that moment is. I think that every time I see it in the movie, I think that every time I see it in the movie, but seeing it on its own, struck me in a different way. We've all talked about how it feels like there have there are so many other stories waiting to be told for these characters, and that they 
that was just another example of what could have been. I'm glad that they talked about the, care, about the movie being a bridge between classic and new, classic series and new Who, because it's exactly what it is. It wasn't intended to be that, obviously, but it, that's what it's become. Kind of funny that Moffat called it an American sequel to a British show, but whatever works. I do wish they would have interviewed Paul McGann for this special. Maybe he was too busy, busy filming a surprise cameo for the 50th? One can dream. <laughs> Terror Firma. I almost reviewed this story when I was covering the 8th Doctor for my librarian in the TARDIS 50th anniversary blogging project, but I listened. But then I listened to it and I didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I opted to review Invaders from Mars instead. So this is the second time I've listened to this one in the last four weeks or so, and I was able to enjoy it a lot more. When the Doctor, Charlie, and Chris come out of the Divergent universe, how better to truly know they are back on Earth than to have them run into the Daleks? There are a lot of strange goings on in this story, but they do get explained by the end of the story, which is a refreshing change from what has been going on in the Divergent Universe stories. Is this the big fin- best best big finish story ever? Not exactly, but it's still pretty enjoyable. I think it's enough out of me for one week, considering how much you've heard from me, so I'm going to sign off and let you three get on with the show. Bye-bye, Chrissy. P.S. Just looking over blog postings for my side trips... I, th- I find uh, I'm glad that Glenn finds my blog ever entertaining. I'm not sure what to think about that comment. Smiley face. <laughs> he only meant it as a compliment. Yes, I did. Next up, Polly. Sorry, getting here. <laughs> <laughs> Polly writes Terra Firma and Eighth Doctor retrospective. Hey guys, Chrissy, enjoyed your side trip preview of the Salt Lake City Comic Con. Fangirl away. Looking forward to hearing about how the con went. I've enjoyed the pictures that you've shared so far on Facebook. On reviews. Terra Firma. This is quite the interesting audio. Lots of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Great interactions between Kariz, Charlie, and the Doctor. Gemma and Samson were interesting characters as well. I did not see it coming that Gemma was a Dalek in disguise and wanted to use Kariz as the new body of Davros. Davros flipping back and forth between lucid and not-so-lucid reminded me a bit of Dalek Khan from Series 4 two-parter finale. I enjoyed it for the most part, but the ending has me just a touch confused as to who is speaking. If it's still Kariz, or if it's an alternate universe Kariz, or if it was Samson, or even the fall version of Davros. Eighth Doctor Retrospective. I enjoyed the Eighth Doctor Retrospective. was so glad not to see Eric Roberts. <laughs> it was nice to see Daphne Ashbrook and Yiji So talk about their parts in the movie. Too bad they couldn't have interviewed Paul McGann. It was very nice that they all said at the end of the retrospective that the Eighth Doctor was a bridge from classic Who to the current version of New Who. I'll wrap this up here. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Terra Firma and the Eighth Doctor retrospective and everyone else's thoughts. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Yep. And that's it for feedback. Cool. All right, well, let's move on to our reviews. Which would, which we didn't oh. discuss this beforehand. What do we want to do first? Terraformers first. Terraformers first. Terraform. Terraform first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because we're gonna bag on the. <laughs> so we're gonna end on a down note. Huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, we end on the schedule, which is an up note. So. Okay. Welcome back, Doctor. Centuries ago, on the war torn planet Scaro, a great scientist created the most evil creatures in the universe. What the universe would ever know? Dogs. It was at their genesis that the scientist Davros first met and was defeated by the Doctor. 
Over the years and through space, they fought. It was a fight that ended with the Doctor's destruction of Skaro and the Daleks. Except, Davros survived. Alone, in the dark, with only thoughts of revenge keeping him alive. The Doctor is back. Davros is waiting. Their destiny is now. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Yeah. You know I give it? the first half of this. Dun, dun, dun. And I give the rest of it. Eh. Really? Yeah, it goes way, it just, it travels way downhill from there. Hmm. It's got these fantastic revelations. It's got these fantastic returns because obviously Davros yeah. is there. And I recognize Davros right away. Whoever's doing Davros, and it's it, obviously I'm not, sure it's, still him. it's not Terry Malloy, but... Uh, it, it, it was. It was, it was like, terrible. Then it was fantastic totally as far as that. Because, yeah, I heard that and I went, oh my gosh, that is so Davros. Even before they revealed it was Davros, I knew it was Davros. And I hadn't heard this one before. And uh, so I was excited about that. I was so excited about the vial thing when he brings up the vial that he actually has one now. Yeah, <laughs> and that the, doc- the doctor basically planted the idea. That's so cool. Um, or the, the, yeah, the doctor's conversation actually with him uh, created the idea. Um, so that was cool. I love the fact that that that's, that Davros has been basically in the wilderness since Scarrow was destroyed, and he basically ran. And I love the fact that he's still, you know, he's gone back and he's become created this new breed of Dal- Daleks, and you know. He's having this this mental str- <clears throat> struggle within himself, and he's he's become this schizophrenic character, and it's so great. And then they go so far as to go, we've we discovered these uh, companions that the Doctor the had traveled with before. These companions that were pre Charlie and post uh, EG and uh, Ch- uh, uh, Daphne. Yeah, <laughs> Grace. I couldn't think of her name in the movie. EG e- e- was the actor. You're right, uh, <laughs> Chan. And the yeah, just that's why I went with Grace. Oh yeah, (laughs) I I got it. Anyway, but we've got these great forgotten characters, and I'm thinking, oh, this could be really interesting. And then everything just kind of pops along. Oh, there's a resistance. Oh, the Daleks are resistance. Oh, we don't really delve into the story behind. I mean, we do that. We first of all, we recap the history of the companions in the same way that we just did this really cool telling of a story where each character is telling the piece of the story oh, we did in yeah. the last I can't remember what the last one was called the uh, the end of the divergent mm-hmm. series and then we turn around and we do it again and I really liked it because it was original and unique and 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 very well done in the last one I kind of want to hear some one, of stories now this one it's like Okay, we've been there, done that. So this isn't as interesting, but okay, I'm going with it. And we kind of set, we we kind of explain a little bit about what happened, but then we don't go. It's like Chris is captured and put into the Emperor Dalek, and he's going to be the next emperor. And then, and then suddenly he's fine, fine yeah. and he's out. I, I did not and like that. The doctor goes off and makes these negotiations out of the story and comes back and there's this big reveal that, oh, well, we I've talked him into going off-world as long as you they get to continue to have you as Emperor. It was just boom, boom, boom. We're just yeah. throwing we're just throwing this all together and wrapping it up too quick and it was that was that was unacceptable. I mean, they had such this great story and this plot going and then they just it was like they got 
halfway through this and said, wow, you know, we've just got way too much material here. And they went, cut, 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 cut. And just, it really felt choppy and rushed at the end. And that was, that was a huge disappointment because it was built up and it was going so well and I loved it. And then it just went, it it just completely nosedived at the end. And that's why I give it half and half because I was really excited about it when I started it. And by the end I was like, there was so much potential. They could have gone so much further with it, and they really just rushed it. We got no uh, real explanation for how what's her name died. Um, Gemma. Gemma. We have no explanation for that. Now, if they revisit that later, okay, fine. Maybe I can forgive this one a little bit more. But we're just told that she's dead. We don't. That that doesn't happen within the story that we're hearing. It's said later. Chris says it later. So we, number one, not only do we not know how he. Uh, goes from becoming on the on the road to being the emperor to suddenly being fine, uh, because the doctor made negotiations with the Daleks off story, and I don't have a problem have with no that idea. happening off story just because you needed to be. We with, have, but we have no idea you, what happened. You needed to, to be in Davros's shoes big, when that surprise shoe was yes, dropped. But there's you know. you, there's uh. just this chunk of story that feels missing. That I'll agree with. Yeah, yeah, you kind so. of talked me into it. Maybe I, maybe I need to back off on my done it up. <laughs> the, the first part is. The first part is great. Fascinating. I, I, it was. The, the first two was, parts, yes. I think, even. Well, uh, or, even the, the first, first two three. parts. I would even go into three is where it starts. Start. The, the problem with three is is that's where the resistance starts to kick in. Where it's revealed that they're not just these people that have been you know partying and don't care about the Daleks. Okay, great idea. But then this resistance is just like, okay, rah, rah, here we go. And... There's no resi- there's nothing to resist because okay the other resistance are Daleks as well so yeah. there's no fight there's no battle it, it felt like a lot of retreading from the yeah it's and, and I'll, I'll tell you another story. piece of it that's very retread from past stories it's the, the people started going missing in this little complex of oh. people and it's just because they're trying to find the next emperor and they can't because they're all humans and they're not adaptable and whatnot. Boring. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been there, done that. We've tried. You know, we've we've tried to use humans before in order to, you know, in fact, successfully create new Daleks. But uh, you know, that where Snazzy shoots. <laughs> it just it, if it it didn't fall down halfway through this, it would have been a great story. One, it's, one, it's one thing that I didn't think Davros. was very I love clear. Daleks and Davros. Was, is this supposed to take be taking place during the Dalek occupation? Or is this a, se- a separate time? This is a separate time. Completely separate. Understood. Came in, yeah. knocked everybody out. Wow. Completely separate time. Well, in fact, everybody's gone except for this one little pocket of humans. See, that's so. what that's what makes me wonder if it was like near the end of the occupation. No, because they were driven off. Uh, they were driven. See, off. See, I, I don't ever that. really remember. They were the resolution of well, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Daleks invasion? Yeah. Oh no, there was lots of of people still are left from so? that one. Okay. Oh yeah, and. Well, Susan settled down with one of them. Well, right. yeah, I knew that. There was a lot of resistance. I, I, in this one, I get the impression that there's, I mean, there's just like, just a handful of people. And there's obviously, there's a reason why there's well, a handful. Because, Dal- handful because, because Davros they turned them, them all into dollars. Yeah, they too. need them, so. But, anyway. You've convinced me. Darn <laughs> I'm I really, sorry. I really liked I it. I really wanted it to, to be Thanks, good. Glenn. I really, really wanted it to be, be good. Much better. It just If they hadn't felt like they left big chunks of the story out, at the end, and just rushed it ahead, it would have been so much better. But I'm looking on the TARDIS <laughs> wiki. I'm kind of disappointed that they don't go and do. They haven't done some adventures with Samson and Gemma. 
Yeah, I, I think mean, it would be great. That would be, to it'd be, to. It'd be, it'd be fine. A, and a new uh, dynamic they seem to have with the Doctor was rather fresh. I thought. Well, that's the. I don't like the idea they were brother and sister. That's another thing Why? that I thought was cool. Why not? No, I like. Oh, oh you oh, like? Oh, I, I, like, like, said I, don't I, like I, I thought you said don't too. Yeah. No, no, I do. I do, I do like. That. I do I too. That gave him an interesting. And I really felt like they were starting to develop them as characters, and then that kind of drops off. I wanted to know more about Gemma. She was this very strong female character, and yeah. I think part of it was based on what they had experienced, is why she became well, what she was. Yeah. But they don't let you know that enough. They just make you assume that, and then suddenly she's gone. She's dead, yeah. and and we don't get to learn anything more about her, and. Same thing with uh, the guy's name was Samson. Sam. Yeah, we're we're learning little pieces about him based on his. You know, you, the idea would have been to to keep Jim and Chris together longer, so that we could have learned more about her character through their relationship. And the same thing with uh, Samford and, and Charlie. Samson. If we had Samson and Charlie, it's Samford and son. Samson and Charlie, if we had been able to keep them together for a little bit longer and have these little offshoot stories going on and learning more about these characters as we went, this would have been so much better. You could have grown those characters. I could have learned more about them. I could have, it wouldn't, at the point that we get to, it's like, ooh, yay, we got companions that we don't know anything about. We're going to learn something. We, we're going to find something out. This is great. This is exciting. What was the point of them being there? Because now we've just basically ended their stories too soon. Yeah. I just it maybe, maybe, maybe that's the maybe that's the problem. Maybe it was just too many balls in the air because it seemed like that is. Could have as, been. As, Could have as, been. It was, as it was rolling and getting the, these revelations that you know okay we've got Davros and we're going to find out and he we're directly talking about the events of Remembrance of the Daleks, yeah. the destruction of Scarrow, and it's like oh yeah go. And then we drop the Genesis bomb with, look, I actually created the vial, and yes. I have it. And it's like, ooh, go. And the companions are up doing something else. I don't care. Oh, but wait, no, because here's another bomb, because those other companions actually happen to be companions. Ooh. And it just, there were so many, mm-hmm. you know, even the, the, the end of the they third part. They just kept part, heaping it on yeah. us higher and higher, and it was getting so good. Even the third part where the, the <laughs> we're going to contact the Resistance, which I agree. The Resistance kind of was like, oh, of course there's a Resistance. Well, yeah, there, there always there's is. A, okay. Uh, this is where we're going to bog like down for about the, 20 minutes. Yeah. audio to yeah. but, as much. But when, uh, okay, we're going to contact the Resistance, and it's other Daleks. And just like, oh. It's like, oh! I mean, I even, that was even... Yeah, and then See, uh, the fourth uh, part just when, didn't when really... I when when they contacted the other resistance and it ended up being Daleks, my initial thought was, oh, they were playing as resistance and they aren't actually. Yeah, it was I actually thought the and same I think thing they should too, have gone that a, direction instead the, of having them be another faction yeah, of resistance. They're not. We don't need another third. They're actually in with the Daleks. Is what yeah, I thought. They, they, they actually are the Daleks, or they are a part with right. Davros, and that's what they. I think Which that's what they should have done. Yeah, yeah. Because that throwing, I think. All the balls were in the air that were fine, but throwing that one on top of it is what made it fall down. Well, then it, it's, it's and, and then it just then the juggling stops and it's now okay. I have, we now I have to pick everything up. Then it's yeah, all exactly. it, then it's all resolved really, really way too easily at the end because then Davros is like, okay, I'll be the emperor. <laughs> yeah, he was so what. <laughs> You were so adamant about being transported, ported, or transferred to this clone you have created that we didn't do yeah, much with either. Clone? <laughs> and and I, I because you like wanted to be yourself again, and, and you didn't want you wanted your own personality again. You wanted your own 
you know, being again. And, and the idea and of suddenly, him going out into the universe okay. and being not evil. And if you're not our emperor, we'll kill you. <laughs> what? One thing, I, one thing I really liked about this what? story was... Didn't you want to die anyway? You would rather... What, you, you said you would choose death over remaining the way you are, and then they say, you will kill you or you'll be our emperor, and you go, okay, I'll be the emperor. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> one thing I really liked, which has always been my kind of complaint about Daleks, is their incentives of do this or we'll exterminate you. And I liked the fact that Kariz spoke up and was like, then kill me. And then they turned it on... Attacking Gemma. Yeah. Forcing. I really liked how that. I, I did out. too. I have to admit, I saw it coming. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was, it did, I can't think of many other instances where they do that. No, no. I, I don't think they have. But, uh, well, but it's been done before. With, not with the Daleks, but it's been done before with uh, oh, Cybermen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's done before, but. <laughs> I say, well, the doctor says, you know, in Earthshock, I think it was where he's saying, well, you know, fine, kill me. And then he turns, they turn on the companion yeah. and say, well, what do you, you know, as he so, he acts as though he doesn't care, but, and, or that emotion's not a weakness. Yeah. But, I mean, so I just, whatever. How can you, uh, I'm really bummed now. I just, <laughs> by the way, here, this would have been a great open. Uh, there was a really great line where Charlie's saying, I think we're meant to be screaming and perhaps proclaiming Daleks all along. I should have realized it. The doctor says, Charlie, you stole my line. <laughs> Daleks all along. You really, should have realized. You, you really, really, really sucked the wind out of my oh, sails with this. I'm sorry. I was all kinds of... I shouldn't have started. Well... No, that's fine. <laughs> I I can't I can't find a way out of it. You're right. The last part sucked. <laughs> it and was, it ruins it, the it ruins the first part of it just it in the so sense that there that are these part. triumphs in the beginning, but these triumphs should have had this wonderful finale. Yeah. This wonderful you know, reason for these triumphs, and it just it falls down it's, and doesn't give you any satisfaction. It's there. like best of both worlds from Star Trek, where part one is so good, and then it's like, how do you top that? You don't. You kind of right. come up with a lackluster <laughs> right, resolution, right. and you, you just deal with it. So, it was a wonderful concept. It was a wonderful start. It just it Terry Malloy was phenomenal. I didn't realize it was really Terry Malloy. That's fantastic. It sounded exactly like him. I should have yeah. known. I was a little worried when we first started it that we needed like the Davros big finish before this, but I was so once we got further into it, I realized, oh no, I'm not missing anything. That's later down the line, isn't it? It's earlier. It's earlier. It is earlier. Yeah. But it's the sixth Doctor story. It's a sixth Doctor right. story. So, I knew that. so I, well, because we, we the fifth Doctor okay. is Omega, the sixth Doctor is Davros, and the seventh Doctor is the Master, right? Yes. Because it's like there's a, there's a three a trilogy symbol. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not really in yeah, length, but. but I don't know. I, listening to Davros talk about his experiences, in a, it, was, it was very Dalek Con. That's what I thought of. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself that I'll bet money that Russell borrowed parts of Well, he didn't the write that. The, didn't, when the, uh, the, one that the, the, the guy that wrote that was the guy that wrote Jubilee, which is 
essentially. A, oh no, I'm sorry. He did write that one. I was for some reason I went to Dalek. No, no, sorry. yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Which is loosely based on Jewel. Yeah, with Dalek Khan going insane once it was thrown. Right, into the, right. Once he was I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that. That that's very much what felt like was going on. Well, here. Caitlin's halfway through season six, by the way. Oh wow, oh, she is. <laughs> yeah, she just she's finished, done. She, she finished Impossible Astronaut tonight. Or uh, no, uh, Good Man Goes to War tonight. Wow. Just truck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was another. What did you do this week that I forgot again? Um, but yeah, you know, him back and forth, and you know, becoming the emperor and not, and, and struggling with it. And there, there were moments where I almost felt sorry for him. Oh well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what's good about this story as yeah. well is that they they really make you feel almost bad for him. And, and once again, McGann's doctor is the coolest part of it for coming in and, and flat out saying I, sh- I should have killed you back on you, Genesis you, you think you know me but you don't you know aspects of me but you don't know me and every time I've encountered you I'm older and I'm wiser and I'm less tolerant of you and it's just That's like such a great speech. that is nail on the head yeah. with mm-hmm. what has come later right. you know mm-hmm. with, with some of the later stories and oh, there was so much good in this there was a lot good it's just the ending is yeah. the only flubbed ending. Now that I, I, it's gaping hole, they, I can't drive. They didn't nail the landing. No, they didn't <laughs> stick it. And I, I no think gold medal for that. I'll, I'll, re, I'll revise what I said. I think that the first part of the third part is good. I think, but I think I feel that's where it that, starts I, to go I, I down. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I was so wrapped up because it, it wasn't until you said that that it was like, oh yeah, how did Cariz get out of that? Because he was pretty much that was. I had to rewind. Sealed in. I was listening while I was on my walk the other night because I was finishing up, and I listened, and I was I, I'm very attentive when I'm listening, so I was totally engrossed in the story, and then I realized I must have skipped a part. My I thought my iPod skipped or my iPhone skipped ahead or something because mm-hmm. well how did I miss that? So I, when I got in the car I was on my way home, which is when I usually listen. I actually went back. To almost all that I had listened to in my twenty-minute walk, to listen to it again to make sure that because I thought, oh, surely I missed something somewhere here. Nope, <laughs> didn't. It was just <laughs> gone. It wasn't in there. Huh. I so, must. I must have not noticed it when I because I was listening to it in the car, and I think when I stopped and picked up was probably in that gap. Well, and so see, I didn't notice it, and that's why because it, it was I. It, I came to an end point. And a start point. And that's why I thought that I had it had just oh. skipped ahead because I couldn't remember the uh, opening sequence for the for the fourth part. But it was in there. In fact, yeah. when I went back and listened again, I went, "Oh yeah, I did, I did, I do remember the cliffhanger in the opening sequence." So I, I I had thought I had forgot about or didn't realize I had heard it, but I had. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Did, did anybody feel Kariz when he, he he attacks the Dalek with his? Apparently, bare hands. <laughs> was anybody else a little offended? Offended? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought that was great. Him and Ace are the two most awesome companions yes, ever. Yeah, it, was steal- it was stealing <laughs> he's Ace's thunder. He's cooler than Ace no, now. It was stealing Ace's I've thunder. I've always liked Chris. Now he's cooler than Ace. No, it was stealing Ace's thunder in my I'm book. I'm glad you said that because I thought the same thing. Because I thought, you know, Ace was awesome and she got that moment from that. And then suddenly he's doing it with his bare hands. It was almost like they were trying to one up Ace. Yeah, and that's what that, that's, that, that's what that, it, I, it would I be one that. thing if he were human. I don't have a problem with it because he's an alien. Because he's an alien. Yeah. He already has superhuman hearing. 
why not? Why can't he be stronger? What about the ending? Ending. Well, I'll tell you what's inherently wrong about that is we've never gotten an indication before that he well, did. This and is in the fact, first time. He was throttling Charlie, and if he was well, in fact strong enough to have killed or to have destroyed that Dalek as easily as he did in this one, he should have killed Charlie. She should be dead now. And I'm, he didn't. I, I'm still willing to uh, bet, despite the brother-sister relationship that they've spent all of the Divergent universe setting up, that Kariz is sweet on Charlie, and possibly vice versa. But I think that's quite one. possible. Mm. But that's the other thing is we started to address at the beginning of this one the fact that we've got this. You know how I, I hated the fact that they ended the last one they did the, the way they did because. Kariz had taken such a step back that I thought no one should trust this guy anymore. This is—it's absolutely BS that they're letting him out with and and go with them into the regular universe. This is—I hated that idea, but I thought okay, I'll give it a chance. And they they deal with it just slightly in this one, but then suddenly it's like Kariz and Charlie are best friends again. You know, how long do we have to pretend that we're we don't like each other anymore? Oh, about a week. Ugh. Well, and Come on, see, don't drop that. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go there, don't drop that storyline. That, that's one of the things that I thought was, was frustrating because that was one of those bits that I really enjoyed because their chemistry is so good and they have that relationship and it's fun. I was, I was just all smiles through that entire opening segment. I mean, granted, it was kind of a repeat from, yeah. you know, before, but it, I couldn't wait to get into the story based on how well set up all that was. But what happened at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean literally with Kariz. He's lying in bed and he's got all these voices, oh, oh, the in, his voices head in his head. I, I got of people that he's saved. In well, quotation marks. You know, the, it's it's kind of a continuation of the foundation idea of of for whatever reason which I we're we're going to be revisiting this. Yeah. We're gonna get an answer. But from the impression I got was because there was that Dalek in his head too, and I, that that confused me at first. It's almost like I don't know if it's a species or because of the religion or what it is, but it's a, a way to represent him carrying around the people that he, whose lives he took with him. But is it is it just? I, I don't know how it much just it's representative. I don't know if it's it, see. I, I think that's something we're going to discover. And is it find because out he's an alien, he's literally got their consciousness stored in his brain. See, I, I think that's something we're going to revisit, so we don't have the answer to it yet. I was grateful for them. To do that, to, 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 to end it that way in the sense that, okay, we've got more planned for Kariz. Yes. But they're gonna ha- now they have to prove to me that it, he's a viable story, that his storyline is viable, and that we don't just revisit what we had in the last story. Why can't I remember the, the name of that story? Um, I don't remember it either. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever it was. The, 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 the next last, life. The next life. If it's not just a rehash of the next life, if we don't develop his character a little more based on what this schizophrenia that's happened with inside or these voices that he's storing or whatever he's doing, then I'm going to be disappointed. But I was grateful for the, that they at least said, okay, we've still got some more relevance for Chris. Chris. Well, because Charlie kind of sort of makes allowances for him. And I don't remember who she said it to, but she's got the one line, well, he's had a rough day, his dad died, and he left his universe. And is, you know, she kind of went boom, 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 hit all these notes that, you know, make up for him. And she was ready not to give him a chance just a little bit ago. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And, and then so much of her time in this one was spent being 
kind of whiny and on the edge of collapse, which I thought was very strange. Especially since it was all centered around Chris. That's kind of what makes me think they're maybe trying to set up a romance there. But I don't know. Mm. I, I just... But the Doctor was awesome. The Doctor was awesome. I mean, there's Davros just, was awesome. Yeah, Davros was great. The whole, I made the vial. I made the virus. You remember that? And I, I loved his rationale for that. That was such a huge pinnacle, done on a cliffhanging moment when Davros is very calmly lying. Because that's when, I'm sorry, that's when I think Davros is scary. The the megalomaniacal screaming and and ranting Davros is is, is he, he's you know he's not scary. When Davros is sitting there being very calculating <laughs> and calm about it, I'm going to take you and do this. That's when I find him to be a true threat, and that's why I think Genesis of the Daleks works so well with Davros because he hasn't gone over the end of that's, the. You know, that's, that's why the other ones aren't as strong. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, don't I, I love Davros in general. I, I like him whether he's screaming or not, but I think he's scarier when he's not. And so when he's very calmly explaining to the doctor how this all worked, you gave me the idea for the virus, so I did it. You took away my home world, so I needed a new one. I took yours. And the doctor initially has that kind of cavalier, there's no way you got on a Gallifrey. Yeah, he's not even concerned. He's just, that's what you did. No, it's not Gallifrey. You don't belong there. You can't go there. It's your other home. And that's when all of a sudden it was like, <gasps> <laughs> I mean, and... The, I mean, Clash of the Titans moment between these two, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess all, my, my entire done and I was based on that. All the, <laughs> all, all, all that all the scenes in the lab are. If there way wasn't up here, so much you know? bad about the fourth episode, I could overlook a lot of things. But there was just way too yeah, much. No, I guess, I guess, everything bad in that short span of time overshadowed everything that was good. Yeah, you it didn't destroy me. everything not... that was good, but it overshadowed it. So. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like Harriet. I didn't like Harriet either. She reminded me of uh, Hyacinth Bouquet from Keeping Up Appearances. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how I feel about them letting them all into the TARDIS and all that, too. That when they when they went into yeah, the TARDIS and they that. wanted to, well, why don't you? I don't know how I felt about it. They shouldn't be. I don't know if they should be there. <laughs> the last humans on Earth. I don't care. They're about to lead a resistance against Davros. They want to throw a party. Now. That was another thing too. Is Davros had somehow gotten on board the TARDIS? Made yeah, this did, link so that he could spy on the doctor. Fully explain now, all did of that. He, yeah, there you go. Well, that's, he, that's the problem. Is it's it's great. We set up this whole. But, we but have how, this link. How, He's been why? able to watch. How much has he seen? What has he seen? What you know? He, he how obviously long ago did this actually exactly. Happen? He obviously used it in order to bait uh, uh, Samson and Gemma, and yeah. basically no. unite no, 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 no. them. No, they they found him on the ship. When when he was rescued by the ship, the, that, the very 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 opening them. of oh, the this doctor. episode, yeah yeah yeah, okay, where they they're going through the ship and they find the door opens and you hear him and they and that's the flashback part of it. That's right, you're right. And then he, I assume he takes the the TARDIS key off of them because the do, the doctor sent them off to go explore the ship without him because he's going to read his Agatha Christie book. A little weird, but all right. 
And then Davros comes back with them and breaks in because he's got the key at right. that point. That's how I assumed he got in. But then he incapacitates the Doctor and sets all his stuff up. The Doctor never has another adventure with Gemma and, and Samson again. Right. Davros knows all about the R101, so I assume that maybe the next adventure the Doctor well, he's goes been watching on since is... Then. At least. Okay, so why does he have the connection? That's what I'm saying, though. Is he, he ba- He's watching the Doctor all along. Don't right. get me wrong. But he has baited Jenna, Gemma and Samson after... They're, after they go away, it's because he, he has control over them because he's causing them to do things so that Charlie and Cariz will react. That's what I'm saying is well, he has some sort of, of they came, connection they, they over stayed, They stayed with, with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The doctor went I'm off not and saying found that, Charlie, I'm and not then saying it's not that, until they came back out of the right, Divergent I understand that. that. I'm not saying that, that, that Davros was watching their all of their adventures together. The doctor's been watching since Gemma and Samson left. But he baited them, in the, or it's not even baited them, but he used them when they left the ship, when he took them with them and had that connection. But they didn't explain, I guess, were they using Gemma and Samson as bait, I guess, maybe is the question, for, is, is it for the doctor to come back because there really seems to be no reason for him to be utilizing these companions. No, 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 no. He, 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 he nabbed them off the ship. Yes. He, he went back into the ship. He rigged everything up to spy on the doctor. Right. Kept the companions. Sent yes. the doctor off. The doctor goes, picks up Charlie. Right. Has all of those adventures. Right. Goes in the alternate Davros universe. gets to watch meanwhile, all that. Meanwhile, Davros and the two companions go to Earth. Or maybe he went to Earth while he still had control I got the impression they were on Earth, but... Well, whatever. Well, that's not where they picked up the Yeah, no, because they, they landed on the ship. They were in the vortex. So he goes, he, right. he, maybe he uses the TARDIS to go to Earth while and yeah. then sends the Doctor off, who's got his mind wiped. Right. So then he says the Which boy I'm, returned to his mother. how he wiped his... Well, he's, his, he's a mad scientist. Anyway, yeah. So he, he sends Samson home to yeah, Mom. Exactly, though. They don't explain that. There's, there's he sends Samson home to Mom, thinking that sisters run off. And then he sends sister, he says the girl traveled to America with the virus. Right. He pulled the 12 monkeys, that she's the one that unleashed the virus that wiped out all of humanity and turned them That These right. are now his pawns in order to do that. I got that. So he, he's keeping them on Earth to do his dirty work. Right. And it's not until the doctor gets back from the Divergent Universe, either because he was on a preset course that Davros had laid in. Yeah, you can go have fun for three years and come back, you know, or, or however long right, it's been. Right, right, right. Or just happenstance because the TARDIS continues to return to things that I get you know, all of that. It needs to know. I don't understand why Gemma and Samson are suddenly working with Davros because, because we don't I, get any sort of impression that he's mind. No, he's he brainwashed that them. He took over. He's, that's just it. I mean, I got, got I got the impression that they did the doll. It's kind of like the Dalek replacement on them. Uh, See, especially yeah. Gemma. No, it's just the, the doctor's reaction of what have you done to them is enough to make you go, okay, he, he did something to he them. He did something yeah, to them. That's well, all you that's need. He did something bad to them and took over their minds. He put that wasn't all needed, in their ears. Okay. You know, right, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what he did to them. He just, he's, he's got control of them. Just to go against the doctor. You've sold me on that. I didn't need that. I just I felt like that was left out. But no, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You've sold me on that. That makes that better. I was, that was one of my other things. Was I just felt like there was this missing link as to what really happened to Gemma and uh, Samson. But you're right. Well, the, miss, it is, the missing it link is, is sort of, in that fourth part of how, did, how did Cariz get out of the Emperor yeah, no, 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 and no, no, kill no, Gemma. Because right. apparently, because she's in his head. So he did, quote unquote, save her. He killed her. 
It's not just that she died and she didn't make it. It's that Kariz killed Gemma at some point off camera or off screen or off mic. Well, she See, I didn't get that. Character. Did you get that out of it, that he had killed her? Not She's in his head he, at the end. She, now that he mentions it, yeah, she is in her Oh, that's a good point. And it was everybody that he had killed. Okay, that yeah. fixes that for me. That fixes that for me. No, that doesn't. Now, now he's talking to me. Because, because I, good. I had no idea. I had no idea how she had died. But you're right. She was well, one of the ones. We, we don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, but, at least we know that that, that at least explains that Chris did it. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, up until that point, you don't. He just sells it. We can only assume she didn't make it. It's like, what the hell happened? Well, to you guys? now here, if There's they a whole do other audio, if they do this, where we get a flashback and find out what, because Chris, obviously, they're going somewhere else with his story, and I, I, I usually don't like to do this. I think that a story needs to be self-contained, and then if you expand on it later, good job, good on you. But if they go later because we've set this up at the end and we go later and we explain, you know, we find out that Korea's actually killed her, you know, there's some concrete evidence and why and how this would be a little better because they've at least felt that in. Maybe they'll maybe they'll explain how he, you know, got out of being, having to be Emperor Dalek other than the doctor showing up and convincing the Daleks yeah. that he doesn't need to be Emperor Dalek because he'll convince Davros to do it. If they fix it later, I'll, I'll be a little it's, more forgiving on this. Yeah, I, I will too. But it's 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 yet another in a long line of why does Big Finish continue to set us up with these, right. and then we're hopefully going to fix this later. Right, exactly. I don't like. Being, it feels like it feels a, like a Stephen Moffat it, story. It feels, <laughs> it feels like a we'll do this now, and we'll we'll deal with the rest of the repercussions later. Yeah. you know, it just we'll feels like out, we'll figure it out we'll later. Fix it yeah. in post. <laughs> I don't know. So you you really you honestly didn't believe that. I did not get that Kariz killed her. Was the one that killed her. I just suddenly she's dead, and I I did like the doctor saying, you know, don't tell them that she was alive and she died because they already have grieved, oh, and I yeah. like that. that. That was very too. cool. That was very noble because okay, yes, she's dead. We can't fix that. They already think she is, but they already no think she in. is. So there's no point of bringing up the fact that you know she was. Alive and and maybe doing nefarious things. So I, I like that they've already grieved. They've already been over this. It doesn't matter that she just recently died. So yeah, I liked it. That was cool. And the doctor's fantastic in this. Paul McGann does a great job. Yeah. The doctor is written really well. Davros is written really well. Terry Malloy does a fantastic job. It's just got a lot of little holes there at the end that that, that need to be filled somehow or somewhere. <laughs> so I'm taking that one home to Mel. So we're moving on. Yep. Doctor's Revisited. Wow, it gets a uh, stutter horn. <laughs> it was that bad. He gets it three times. Why? Two and a half. <laughs> Why? Why is a very good question. Why is there no poem again in the eighth Doctor? <laughs> One, two, and three, I get. <laughs> <laughs> BBC America has a valid reason for not having those doctors in that special. There is no reason. None. Zero. It's inexcusable, really. It, yeah. It, it, there, there, there is... It's inexcusable. There, there is absolutely no reason that they couldn't have figured out <laughs> something to shoot around his schedule to... You figure that out. Oh, and I'm not saying that I'm, Cameron and green screen. I'm not saying that as a Paul McGann fanboy. I'm not saying that as a. I'm, I'm saying that as a 
You you just you can't do that. I'm angry. I'm very <laughs> angry. Obviously, that was the biggest failing of this of the yeah. special. I think they could have talked a little bit more about the wilderness years than they did. They, well, I think that falls and, back and, on and, and the. I think it falls oh, back on Sean's reason why they didn't talk about the tumultuous, 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 tumultuous uh, sixth season well, or not sixth season, six six doctors era. Oh well, yeah, because you, you can't step outside of what's happening. I think they adequately address the fact that. Well, maybe not adequately, but I think they did a decent job of addressing the fact that, well, Doctor Who had been off the air for several years. See, and, and, and Moffat had that line, it was American sequel to a British show. And I don't... I, it I get the impression from this interview that he, Moffat does not, not a fan care for of it. The, yeah. the... But <laughs> wasn't it him, or was it the other guy? Um, the producer guy? Yeah. yeah, who was talking about how... I could totally believe that the Master somehow picked up that snake ability somewhere. Um... Chrissy talked about. I'm sorry, Moffitt. that's not any more of a stretch than other things. Doctor no, 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 no. Chrissy <laughs> talked about Moffat. I like that explanation, actually. Moffat really not really kind of maybe sarcastically addressing that, but but Moffat, I didn't get that impression from Moffat. He did kind of the somewhere down the line, the master has figured out that since he can't regenerate anymore in order to still bodies, he had to come up with this way to be you know this snake like entity that could just take over. And he says, uh, "Do we need to know why? Probably not." He did that, and I thought that was Moffat's thing. Going, you know what? I just bought that. It was fun, and so I think he was kind of. It wasn't like he was saying, "Oh, suddenly he has this ability, and we don't know where it comes from." It was more of a, "Okay, it seemed like a, a good reason to further the master's uh, story." And it seemed to me that he was okay with that. Yeah, but he really does make the offhanded remarks as though he's, he's not, not really a, that a big, big of a fan, fan of the thing, it, the it overall. It, it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem like it had the joy the other ones had. Does it? Did it seem to you guys that after you watched it, even if you had never seen the... You uh, don't need to see the movie You don't now. need to see the movie because yeah. it really kind of just... Well, they, they felt like they needed something to talk about, so they just they told talk, you the story? They talked about everything they possibly could have, really. I mean, aside, if, unless, if they're not going to delve into the wilderness years or how this came to be more detailed of the partnership with 20th Century Fox and all that stuff... They did. They talked about well, everything they could have. No, because the biggest missing hole is the fact well, that they didn't address the half human. Oh yeah, they didn't talk they about did that. They did not address the half human aspect of the doctor. Comments. I do like that they, that they talked about the fact <coughs> that suddenly uh, the the, uh, the doctor's shoes fit and everything is kind of uh, the reveal kind of goes beyond there. You know, he starts to regain his memory at that point, and that was really a kind of a fixed focal point and and purposeful, <coughs> I think, in that that moment. That hey, these shoes feel, fit great because suddenly everything's looking up now. Oh, and so, they spent so much time talking about the kiss, it seemed which like. is fine but because I, I think they, it, it, that was bit, the that it was, was important because but they spent a bit more than I think needed. Uh, really, what I enjoyed most I of okay. this was probably because I've heard that these stories before, hearing Yiji so yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. which I haven't before. See, I listened. I really to, enjoyed listening. When Caitlin and I set in on the. Uh, um, uh, Regenerate? Yeah, regenerate. Um, Yiji, that was the first time I got to hear Yiji talk a lot about uh, things that were going on. So he kind of recapped some of the things he talked about on there. So I thought, but there was he's still even more. I just, I, Yiji really has this uh, passion for, for the movie at the very least. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he doesn't go into he did like Daphne. You can tell is a fan of the series now that that this movie brought her to the series first to the new series and then and then back now into the old and she's that she's discovering as well. Yiji, you get the impression that he really has this reverence for the film that he really really he's he's a champion for the movie. It's all and and you get that from the way he talks about and discusses and maybe you got some of that from Gallery a couple that from years Gally ago. Too, yeah. Yeah. So I, that's really enjoyable to listen to him talk about it with such exuberance this many years later. And, and, and that's the way he talked about it at Galley, too. Was, was was just just exuberant, just overjoyed. I was a part of this, and it was cool, and everything about it is awesome. And that, I think, is infectious, because that's kind of how I it, feel it about really it. It really is. It really is. Even, even though Eric Roberts is in it. <laughs> it, it's still awesome. I thought they tiptoed around that. We, we knock nicely. Eric Roberts, but I, I knock Eric Roberts for his attitude beyond the film. Yeah. I think Eric Roberts is a fine master in, the, in the movie as well. For, for the setup that he's given, and, yeah, for what, wants for to what complain, it oh, is. Oh, yeah, American master. He's an American ambulance driver the master takes exactly. over. That's not the same. Exactly. And people seem to forget that. Yeah. And, and, he, and, the, and the other and producer becomes, commented on that, He too. becomes yeah. very master-like when in the final showdown. So yes. he, he exudes enough of the master's characteristics, even though we still have the American accent, He's he exudes enough of the characteristics with the flair and the panache and and the dressing for the occasion. I mean, there's enough master there for me to go. Yeah, that's the character. Yeah. That is the master. Yeah, I would agree. So, and the other producer. So you can't argue to, that. No, the other producer talked about that too. That he talked about the you know, the, they they went there with it and got to that point, but it was very much it. And then, uh, uh, was it he, uh, or, or Nick that said? You know, if you're going to be the most evil person in the universe, but you're going to be the most evil version of that evil. Yeah, you know, yeah. However, however exactly. you phrase that, exactly. and it's yeah. like that's pretty much the something. You know, yeah, I, I totally agree. How, how that I totally up. agree. Um, I'm going to throw out a, a shame on you, BBC America, for not talking to to Philip Segal. Yeah, yeah. I think really that's yeah. a, I think that's a, the, the second huge gaping missing hole in the from series. this was Paul McGann first, Philip Segal second, and honest to God, I know everybody kept saying, "Well, I don't care that Eric Roberts wasn't here because he's a." So and so, yeah, we can't. Throw I, I think number three is you should have got Eric to come in and talk about. it. I don't think he probably would have, or he needed a hundred dollars yeah, to do he it. But an hour. it just, you know, I think you could have got Eric in there as well. I mean, what's he doing? <laughs> I mean, Paul probably has a very busy schedule. Peter probably has a very busy schedule. What is Eric doing other than small Sharknado? Stupid, too. yeah, you know, <laughs> stupid small. He wasn't in Sharknado, was he? No, two. he's going to be in the sequel. Gonna be in the yeah, sequel. Yeah, that's I, I, that's I, I, what I I've remember. heard. You no, I thought really? you were serious. No, yeah, I totally made that now, up. They were throwing a bunch of names around, and he was one of them. So it's not a confirmed thing or anything like that. But yeah, uh. well, the, the the two that were in it are returning, and then they're 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 looking for another B star in order to be in it. So wait, although wait, Eric the, has done the, some big the two, movies now, so he feels like he's on two the two. Two being Tara Reed and uh, yeah, Tara Reed and what's his name from nine hundred two one zero nine hundred two one zero yeah. They're supposedly returning. Well, spoilers. I guess they survived. I thought you got that from the same article that I had read. So, no, yeah, no. I was, just, I was just totally making fun of Eric Roberts, <laughs> <laughs> which is really sad. He was in Dark Knight. How can I make fun of anybody that was in Dark? He Knight? was in Expendables. I thought he was fantastic in the uh, Expendables. He was, he, okay, no, he was yeah, great. You're right, he was he, great. Was, he, he did was, fine in the, in the Expendables. You're right. He was a good bad guy. Oh, spoilers. He's, he's a bad guy. <laughs> he is in Human Centipede 3. <laughs> so he's probably busy filming oh, that. Oh, Lord. Anyway, let's get off that. We don't need to bag on <laughs> what, Eric. What we, is, we bag on Eric Noah, Roberts enough. What is Paul McGann doing? 
I hope lots of projects. I hope I Doctor hope Who. That's the reason. Hopefully, filming the fiftieth. Filming, you know? filming, filming his 50th. secret secret cameo in the fiftieth. Him regenerating into John Hurt. Did you notice? At, at, did you notice at the end um, Daphne's comment about the bridge? What was almost word for word what we said at Planet Comic Con? I didn't want to come to this with a, with a big head. I didn't want to come to this, but that was the one moment I went. Think she got that from us? I totally, I <laughs> In fact, thought, I, my thought, my, my exact thought was, I think she got that from Sean. I, I, <laughs> I really did. I, I, but I was like, I don't want. No, I don't want to. I had a Jack Ryan moment. I turned to Mel and went, I told her to say that. I, I know. Gave that I, to I, I, I totally did that. I said, and I thought, no, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just making something out of this that's not there. I'm not going to bring that up tonight. I'm going to bring that up tonight. I'm glad you said that because I thought the same thing. I'd, I think she got that from Sean. I'm big-headed <laughs> enough to say it. I think she got that from us. <laughs> I think the doc. You heard it here first. The Doctor Who panel we did at Get Galley. I think, yeah. I think she stole that. I did. I went. I I sit there. And I watched that, and I went. It's not stolen. It's she, totally given to her. Yeah. To say, no. Know? No. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I thought. I think she got that from Sean. <laughs> I literally did that. I was like, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you saw that too because uh, yep. I thought. Hmm. The other thing I kind of wish they would have talked about so, was that. Sean, how was around. it to be in the Eighth Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm better. I'm more important than Paul McGay. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least Daphne. At least Daphne felt yeah. that you Daphne needed to be. Oh, I'm so angry over that. What are you saying, Keith? I, I think they, it would have been nice to have a little something talk about the new console room. Yeah, the they glazed time, over that I mean, together too. Yeah, they didn't even discuss it at no. all. I mean, I understand not talking about the backup console room in four. But this is the first time we've seen a different console room for the most for the most part the run of the show, other than the white walls and um, console. It's mm-hmm. it seems like they should have touched on that. It's the first new that. desktop theme. Yeah, it's true. That was another line that I liked. which also uh, you can see inspires the later ones, and as we've talked uh, about, especially uh, the Eleventh Doctor's first. Console yeah, room. yeah. Oh, I missed that console room. That was another line that I really liked in the uh, audio adventure when she says, who, who who picks up, who dusts, who lights the candles? <laughs> that was good. That was good. I forgot about that. <laughs> Charlie, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Well, because they, they, you get the impression that she's surprised by the fact that it's bigger on the inside and all that. But no, it's... No, it's she, <laughs> I, can't I love that it. aspect. I know. Oh, yeah, it's only... Transcendentally yeah, she's trying to explain it, and she's, no, no, that's not what I mean. Who picks up? Who, who cleans? Who lights the candles? <laughs> and I could just totally visualize his, his TARDIS at that time. They're everlasting candles, apparently. <laughs> Hopefully they're better than the everlasting matches. Well, think about it. With as many candles that were in that control room, you'd have to replace That's all you do. He's got one person that goes around and replaces <laughs> candles. Because by the time you got done, the first one's ready to burn down. You'd have to start over. It's not just relighting them; it's replacing the whole candle. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you get a better flame stick than the one that I had at a wedding. <laughs> he uses his everlighting match. Yeah, well, that doesn't work. That doesn't. Work. <laughs> that isn't really an everlighting match. Ever, everlasting matches. Everlasting matches. Back to the revisited. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was all I really had to say about revisited. Um. Yeah, I mean. It, Going back to the felt like that I had seen the entire oh. story, I, the clips. They didn't show abbreviated <laughs> versions of the clips. I love the movie. I can watch the movie the over longest. and over again, but I felt myself getting bored 
watching clips that I had already to seen get back to the discussion. because I wanted him to get back to the discussion and talk more about it. But it felt like they were making the clips super long so they could fill their... T- their t- and somebody said it's shorter. It's it's not. It's not shorter. It's the same it's, length. It's, it it's, feels shorter because there's not enough people talking about well, it. There's well, more I, clips. I, I cross-checked. There's no Paul McGann. Six doc- <laughs> the Sixth Doctor is the shortest one so far. It's 21 and some change. This is 22 and some change. Yeah, they're all near 22, though. Yeah, they all are. Some I, I think four was closer to 26. Five. Oh, okay. Well, but still, I mean, it's it's, it's only minutes. It doesn't. It's not, yeah, it doesn't feel it's not like super there's a short. Ten minute difference. But, but it, I can see where it feels short because of the fact that you get these big long clips of, of movie <laughs> and you get very little dialogue in between. Of there for a little bit, I thought. It took like ten minutes to get to the first clip, which it normally doesn't. I'm like, did they not get the rights That's to show clips? That's what I thought too. This? I thought, oh my gosh, we're not going to see any clips from the movie because they didn't get it. Oh, there's a clip. That's what literally what happened. literally what happened. Oh, never mind. <laughs> did, did anybody notice when the, the the brief Sylvester McCoy bit about how he landed in the gang war, blah blah blah? They edited that. Oh yeah, yeah. They edited that clip. They, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh yeah. The instead okay. of the like pop 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 pop, you hear that's the one, a, but you don't see it. Yeah, and then it's it was just you hear, and that's it. And then he, yeah, yeah falls down. Yeah, but they edited they, the shots into it. They did, edited you, squibs popping out of it. You did not yeah. see the impact, and, and I, that's squibs, I wondered not squids. So don't visualize that I thought there were squids <laughs> popping out of his chest. Squids, <laughs> at least the, the special effect that causes people to look like they are being shot. They they. Edited that part because out. if they were anthropomorphized squids <laughs> bursting out of his chest, Glenn would no longer like. As long as they're earthbound me. squids, that's fine. oh well then. As long as they're not aliens, <laughs> not squids. space right, squids. Exactly, as long as they're not space squids, <laughs> space buffalo. <laughs> Did anybody watch this on? If he's a space buffalo, does that make him a Higgs bison? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's as bad as a space <laughs> buffalo. I think that's the Scotch talking <laughs> because the the, the Higgs. Is smart <laughs> and important. And the space buffalo is not. Uh, yeah, good yeah. point. Don't be a space buffalo. Don't be a space. Did, did anybody? Did, did anybody watch this on ABC or on uh, BBC America? When when the actual um, no, no, movie when it aired? Because I'd be curious to know if they edited that clip in the movie as well. I would, I would say not. no. I would. Say I would no. hope not. I think they did it specifically for this because of the rating that it receives. Because it's on American oh, television and it has yeah. to get a rating from a rating board. I think they probably edited that clip based on the rating they were trying to achieve for this specific specific special. Because I don't... I think then when the movie played, it got a different rating. It got rating. a separate rating. Yeah. It got a separate rating and was able to use that clip so because they did I potentially think that's a overly violent clip. Oh, the way that it's done. It's it was fine for 96 it's it, it makes, it, yeah. it, it, It's... It's not gratuitous because it's appropriate because yeah. it, 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 it it there's a reason for that violence there. I mean, there's now a reason we have for why it's being cut in half on television. I'm the problem. Well, is. well, again, I think that the the, the thing that is cool. is that we, we, we're dealing with two separate ratings. We're yes, dealing with a rating that we're trying to get for that's more acceptable to all audiences. Yeah, for it's the not revisited, yeah. and then we're trying I, to I then we have a yeah. completely different rating for the movie. So now that being said, if somebody has seen it and it has been edited, I think we still want to know that. But I'm on the side of it probably didn't get edited in the movie. Say that again. If somebody has seen it on BBC America and it was indeed edited, please let us know. But I do fall on the side of the fact that not having seen it, I presume it was not edited. Okay. So I don't know that for certain, but I'm I'm using an educated guess as to why it would not have been. 
I got you. Or I probably was not. If anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Certainly. I thought it was kind of funny that at the very end, you know, it always goes an adventure with. I thought it should have said the adventure. The adventure. With the <laughs> You're right. Good point. That would have been, I thought that that clever. Too. An adventure with the Eighth Doctor. Why did they the do? only one? <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, it's it's too bad that they can't sideline and become and and talk about the audios and how popular the doctor, yeah. the eighth doctor, has been in the audios, and that even not only does he is he in the main line of Big Finish, he, they also spun off his own series of and Big Finish audios that ended up on BBC Five, right? They they actually aired on BBC Radio, um, and yeah. and he got his own costume, and he's been successful in books. In fact, the the, the eighth doctor. Uh, books the, relaunched kept, the, kept the, the show the, alive. The, to well, the it, it relaunched the novels too because they had kind of become stagnant, and they were the new adventures were winding down, and the Seventh Doctor stuff was finishing up, and this kind of reinvigorated the the the, the novels that, that that were being produced at that time, and BBC Books was able to kind of launch into their own. Book he, line. he also revitalized the uh, the, the comic strip from uh, yes, the. Yes. Uh, Doctor Who magazine because they were kind of in the same boat as they were winding down the Seventh Doctor adventures and now all of a sudden they got one adventure, boom! Here it is. This is it. So now they could kind of take him and go off and do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Because they weren't hamstrung by any specific real guidelines from the standpoint of who he was traveling with or what the situation was. It was just take it and go. Right. Right. Yeah. Remind me to. Um, this is a. a uh, um, this is a behind the scenes thing that I need to talk to you about uh, scheduling. So remind me to do that after. Okay. Um, Sorry, listeners, you'll find that soon enough. <laughs> but if I don't remind him now, I'll forget. We'll forget about it. Um, Mel asked me after it was over. She says, "Do, do you think?" She says, "Man, I would. Do, do you want it? Did you want it to continue? Would you have wanted more of the show?" Emphatic, yes. Yeah. Well, emphatic. Yeah. yeah. I yes. mean, if, if it if it had done well enough to be picked up and go to series, and I'm I'm kind of torn on this one, believe it or not. Yes, absolutely. I want more Eighth Doctor and this TARDIS and this crew and this. Yeah, sure. Bring it on. Every week, I'd have been there watching it. But the reality is, it was a science fiction show on Fox. It would have been, canceled. <laughs> it would have been screwed up and canceled. You know, they would they would have commissioned Lord of Out of Order. Yeah, they would have commissioned thirteen episodes. They would have shown two of the four that actually got made. <laughs> and they would have shown those out of order, and then they would have canceled it. Yeah, I would have been a little worried about it being on American television at the time. See, I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair because you're absolutely right. That is what would have happened. But what really happened was an even earlier. Cancellation well, based yeah, on that's that. That's true. I think the fairer question is had it been successful and had they had a successful series beyond that, because it would have been a radically different Doctor Who, mm-hmm. would you have liked that? Would have you been as on board? Would have you enjoyed that? I think, I think honestly, it depends a lot on whether or not Seagal was still around. If he'd stayed on as showrunner or, or executive producer of the series, I don't know that it would have been as radically different as a lot of people seem to think because he fought for all of those. The core British yeah. Doctor Who things to stay in the movie, but I but but it would have been balanced by Americanism. It, it really would have been. Yeah. They would have balanced it with Americanism. I will go on the record now and say yes, and I would have enjoyed it no matter what they would have done with it. I think it would have been good. It would have been a great series if they had at least had the the same mold that they had for the movie, 
and continued that core mold, even if they stuck with the half-human doctor idea, even if they had you know gone with some of the the romantic aspects of because that was carried on later as well. But had they kept with that same format and mold that they created for the movie and they created a series out of that, I would have been just fine with it. Now, is the series better because the way that it rebooted in 2005? Yes, it's much better than what we would have gotten. Even though I would have enjoyed that and would have been fine with the series as, as it went, we still got a bit. It was it was a blessing because we yeah. still got a better. It was a blessing in disguise. It really was. We got a better series. We got a better reboot than what could have been. But I would have enjoyed it. But I, got, I think it's better now for what it is. That was a long way around that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it's like asking Firefly. You know, if if, if, yeah. if it had never been, if it never come to be in, in the first place, would we be better off? Is it better to have something that you're that passionate about and love for the short time that it's it better was? Better to have the short. I mean, it is better there. to have the short amount. And now, so. now I think the better question is if it hadn't been canceled and had gone on for ten years, Firefly is kind of more of a similar question, I think, than if we never had Firefly to begin with. I don't know about ten years. Joss Whedon's still there for all of it. Yes, but as then, somebody let's put the who's average, gone through seven years of Buffy and five years of Angel, well, it's not always peachy. Let's do well. Let's be fair. Let's not say ten. Let's say seven because seven. that's the that's average, average time yeah. for a good series that stays on the air. Even with uh, for Firefly, I don't. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I don't think Serenity would have been as good of a movie as it was had we not gotten the abbreviated. Run on I would agree. I, I, we wouldn't have gotten Serenity. Period. Well, and those yeah, stories would have been stretched yes, out. Probably yeah. not. But I think that's what made Serenity so good. At least for those of us that are Firefly fans, fans. Those of us that are brown coats. Yes, I include myself as a brown. Oh, coat. that's progression. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I have, I have always considered myself a brown coat. I'm not as enamored by the series as you two are, but I have always considered myself a brown coat. But that being said, I think that's what makes Serenity such a good encompassed film is because we didn't have to shred those, uh, yeah. stretch those stories out over an elongated season. Because I think sometimes you have a great idea when you're doing a series and you think, well, we got to make that idea last. And sometimes that just kind of thins that plot too much. But Serenity is able to put it into this nice, cohesive, let's just get it done and get the best of what we've, the ideas we've got because we only have so much time to yeah, do it. That, well, that's that, 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 that whole movie, so the, the, the plot to Serenity would have been season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that would have been the with, kind of with core With filler arc. in the middle. Exactly. With filler in the and, middle. And maybe even some, like, Standalone monster of the week episode. Well, that's what sure. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because he would, he would have been. He would have had all that within maybe a hint dropped here. Or I, there I think, I think we, we probably would have had the river. That was probably season two out season two. <laughs> yeah. It was probably season was, two out yeah. is what it was. Yeah. Oh, that means. Uh, see, and I don't. Know, I don't know if I would have wanted to continue after season two, losing two characters. I would have. I would love to seen them to uh, go on with it. Uh, have cope, reverence cope for the two. It. Well, and maybe bring on board a couple more. Season, do, you think, do you think season three would have been the war with the alliance? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, we have now. diverted, but you know what? They're starting We've diverted to something line. better than what we saw. <laughs> 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 what we were talking about. Even though it's sad that we've lost Firefly and Serenity now, too. But it's, it's Come on, Josh. It's, you did much ado about nothing. So you can fund Serenity, too. <laughs> he's waiting for the Avengers 2 money check. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, the worst of all of them. Unfortunately, I think they 
Let me say it this way. I'm going to be really angry if next month they have Christopher Eccleston on oh, this special. I would be mad, too, if they got Chris. I would be totally mad because, really, I'm uh, more forgiving he, of the, the fact that, that he would be not there because of the way he is. The way he is and the fact that he was probably filming Thor 2. Oh, he's probably doing He has a lot of projects on yeah. his plate. I'll give him I, I, I'm more forgiving but, of him not being there. Um and once again, just to, just to clarify, we're not mad at Paul. No, 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 no it's BBC America. No, no, we're no. mad at BBC America for not figuring out a way to round to it. To get Paul. Now, I'm going to be a little forgiving on BBC America, not because they didn't get Paul, because that was absolutely stupid, but they did do an adequate job because they only have one story that they dealt with. <laughs> I think that it was stretched out too far. I'm glad, though, that they did get Daphne. I'm glad that they did get Yiji. I'm glad that Moffat had a say in this one. I'm very glad that they brought Nick Briggs in. I mean, because the guy... that, well, and, that To me, every time Sylvester I see Nick Briggs... Talk about his yeah, and Sylvester is his time on there as well. To me, Nick Briggs, when I see Nick Briggs on something, even more, and Moffat to an extent, but because he's a showrunner and you really expect him to be there, Nick Briggs to me is the is the fan that is there speaking on the fan's behalf. Even though he's part of Doctor Who now, he is the fan. He is the fan that, that got a foot in the door. And so to see Nick Briggs talk about something, I always go, okay, here's the fan perspective. And I like that. And so I was I glad to see that. Nick there. And well. he seemed very receptive and he warm did. for it. He did. He, he, he was really, he really seemed like he liked it. I think he if if it's not his, if it's not something that he absolutely liked, he obviously recognizes the importance of the film and as a bridge between the, the old and the new. And the fact that you know, because of it he gets to work with Paul. That's right. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> it's unacceptable for the three for the not, Paul not being there and Philip not being there, but I think they put together the best special they could with what they had. I'll give it that. Yeah, if you're not going to try hard enough to get Paul, <laughs> you did the best with what or you did get. They did, they did the best they could. <laughs> I'll say that. It's if I, if I didn't know anything about that, it's the worst I, one. So I, I, far, I'd but. sit somebody down and have them watch the movie before I'd have them watch the retrospective. What was the other one? We <laughs> yeah, panned. No we line. panned another one. That we felt three, the, well, three, was it three? three it was because they didn't delve into. We were pretty bad on four too. Uh, well, I think we were a little more forgiving on four because there was, it was so bigger. much to yeah. have. But, but there was and I like, think we kind of for, forgave four. They for didn't the even talk that. about Romana. They didn't talk about Romana. Yeah, at all. they left Romana kind of out altogether, which we thought was pretty inexcusable. Agree, but we also kind of fell down on the side of there, there was, was a lot, lot there, yeah. and I think we're forgiving on eight because there's not a lot. There's not a lot there, but. This I think still even of, of, of being as disappointed with three and, and at four. Least, at least four had Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eight's been the worst. Yeah, well, and it's just yeah, if I didn't know anything about Doctor Who the movie and I watched this retrospective, I don't know what my I don't know if I'd have the same enthusiasm for going into this. Well, show. I wouldn't have because I'd have gone. Why well, just saw the movie in thirty minutes? <laughs> but you wouldn't know that. <laughs> you, yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah, but I'd have gotten you would have been disappointed. Well, I didn't like, have to watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have because it's, not 85 it's a minutes, good movie. It's not 85 minutes of my life I didn't get back. But <laughs> <laughs> I, mm, yeah. I don't know. Do you think part of this... Of all things, though, they could have made this shorter so that they could have fit the movie. Because the movie is obviously longer than some of the... Yeah. Well, maybe not. The it's Aztecs would have been a lot longer. Aztecs only four parts. Yeah, they've only shown four parts. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. They they, they all come in about eighty to ninety. Ninety. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Do you think? So never mind. 
It is only, I, forget, I forget that the movie is only 90 minutes. It, it, it probably fits a lot better with, because it was made for American television. So there the, are commercial breaks. There, there were already commercial breaks set and yeah, bumped yeah. in, and it, it probably fit into their programming a lot better. They didn't have to figure out a way to break it up. That's true. Yeah. We don't have to figure out where to put the commercials. There's already a fade. I wonder how they, did, how, the, how they did that in the other episodes. Yeah, now I'm kind of curious. Did they put the commercials after each part and just have longer commercial breaks? No, I'm sure that they, they broke them up. I'm sure they broke them up. They, they, have a, they have a set schedule that they go, okay, we can only have this much of time before we have to... Because they have agreements with... <laughs> The companies that sponsor that they're going to hit at certain times, oh, and so they yeah. have to they have to adjust that accordingly. So, mm. and, and it's not an exact time; it's a window of time, but they still have yeah. to do that. So. Mm. They're very clever. They've been doing this for <laughs> eight months now. No, no. Oh, television has been doing this <laughs> oh, in America for fifty plus years. So they're very clever about how they do it. <laughs> They've had a lot of practice. I, I just don't know that this I'm not always convinced when I see Pulp Fiction on cable. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I've watched some movies and I went, you put a commercial break there? <laughs> not always the best judgment. <laughs> you, you had a minute before you got to a place where it could have felt like an actual commercial break, but you went there? Okay. I guess or 20th Century Fox I, on the Star Wars Special Edition Laserdisc box set because it was CAV. And they decided that right as Aldran's exploding, that's a good point to put the chapter break. <laughs> so he goes, and you run out of disc. <laughs> you flip it over, Ooh, please and insert hit play, and it warms beat. up, and then it goes, <laughs> <laughs> the explosion. It's like, decision. you couldn't wait another, there's, or, or, or. Cut it sooner. Cut it sooner. Get it before the explosion. Cut it before the explosion. Make it be like a cliffhanger. What's going to happen? Is it really going to blow up? <laughs> well, I'll have to flip the desk over to find out. Maybe it missed. Maybe the blazer went on past it. Maybe Alderaan is saved. Maybe the doctor showed up at the TARDIS and saved the whole planet. <laughs> Boom. Nope. <laughs> Oops. Right in the middle. <laughs> I'm flipping the disc right now. It takes about this long. <laughs> <laughs> now it's warming up. Did it take a long time to warm up? Uh, <laughs> I always went. I never had a laser disc. I always went and drooled over them at the library. And on the laser disc, it wouldn't have had that cool shockwave ring. Actually, I say cool shockwave ring. The only time the shockwave ring was cool was the first time it was used in, under, in Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. That was awesome. I went, "Wow, yeah, a shockwave. That makes sense." From that point on, every planet that explodes in a sci-fi movie has to have a dang shockwave. No, they don't. <laughs> Star Trek made it cool. Just because Star Trek made it cool doesn't mean you have to copy them. Sh- shouldn't it, um, it, to be accurate, shouldn't it actually be a sphere shockwave and not a ring? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it comes from the source of the explosion. So when the laser, the laser penetrates one area, the shockwave radiates from there. So it's going to radiate 360, but only in one ring. Does that make sense? It's not going to radiate as a globe. It's going to radiate as a ring. I'm I'm trying to fix this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pop the my bubble. Unless, unless for some reason it pours all the way down into the center of the earth and then explodes. Give me some here, okay? I'll give you that. (laughs) 
What's next? On you the won't schedule? believe me that I've always said that he should regenerate on the fiftieth. At least give me this. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't believe you on the other. What's coming up on the schedule? And dogs can look up. <laughs> uh, this week, Friday Night Who, David Tennant counting down Casey Kasem. I'm not going to do the voice. Oh, please, you do it so good. I don't. Really, I don't think I do. You good. do it. You do, you do it fantastic. Hi, this is Casey Kasem, and to, uh, when are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> this week on Traveling the Vortex, the Zoinks! <laughs> it's Daleks oh, and do Manhattan. Do little Robin too while you're at it. <laughs> it's the same voice. I know. Holy cow, Batman! <laughs> uh, this week we're doing Daleks in Manhattan: Evolution of the Daleks with number ten, David Tennant. I don't know. It's terrible. Do you know it's Friday? The no, 13th? you do a great Casey Kasem. I'm sorry. It's going to be Friday the Thirteenth. Did you realize that? I didn't realize that. Oh, well, it is nine thirteen. It's, it's appropriate that we're doing evolution because <laughs> that's your thirteen story. It's so scary. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's wait, your wait, bad wait. luck story. Yeah. <laughs> it th- was bad luck that you gave uh, <sighs> Keith and I <laughs> uh, the authority to pick that choice and schedule that one. It, it, it's the uh, the thirteen out of twelve good Star Trek films. <laughs> <laughs> 13 out of 12 good Dalek stories. I still think that's crap. <laughs> I don't. I, I, did you hear? I, I, I just, did I you hear about Mr. No, no, no. Ortsman? What's, what's his name? Robert Ortsman? Ortsman. Did you hear he threw this very angry, foul language-induced triad at Star Trek fans about being full of crap because they didn't like Into Darkness? And quote, I'm not quoting this for real because I don't know exactly what he said. But quote some, paraphrase. Quote paraphrase. I get paid to write movies for a living, so you should just go with or go for the ride, and I stand with Simon Pegg on this one. End quote. Paraphrased. <laughs> I don't think you have to use. I got quote, two. Quote. I got two words for you. Screw you, pal. <laughs> That's three words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what. Who, that's the writer. That's, that's the guy. writer of Is that Orky? Orky. That's. I'm sorry, Star Trek fans. That is still not as bad as Undiscovered Country. Or not Undiscovered. Country. He was. The, I think he was the Trekkie. What was the uh, no, on the crew writing number these five? things? I'm totally blanking. Final Frontier. Final Frontier. It, the Search for God. It was not anywhere <laughs> near as bad as the Search for God. No, I'm serious. I'm sorry. I will go to my grave saying that is the worst Star Trek film ever. Nemesis is the second worst, but I'm no, not gonna, I we're not, we're not going to go no, there. No, we already know that we come down on that. No, and he agrees with me. Well, if, uh, if the one before Nemesis, no, is listen. Worse. If Wrath of uh, Insurrection, yeah. Well, that's the that's the fourth worst. But um, uh, if uh, if Nemesis is. had not been Wrath of Khan repeated. It well, was that's, at least repeated that's why in darkness is so bad. It's the third repeat of Wrath of God. Oh my gosh! Okay, and now I, now you've ruined you've ruined into darkness for me. I never really thought I, it took I, this long. I hated I hated Nemesis because it was Wrath of Khan all over again, and now into darkness is the third time. Oh, I hate I into darkness now. Ne- Ding! He can be taught. <laughs> I oh thought Nemesis God. was at least a. A twist to the uh, how so was it? It's not con. It's not some. Uh, he's a it clone. It is con. It's, it's not con. It's, but it's he's a, a clone. But he's a megalomaniac, and, and the, the, the story essentially goes the same way. It has to be that equal for uh, 
Shatner or Shatner. It has to be the equal for Kirk. It has to be the equal for Jean-Luc. That's the only way you could have done it. And then we get the death of, excuse me, I'm going to spoil this for anybody that hasn't seen Nemesis. Turn this off now. It's the death of Data, which is the death of of uh, Spock. It's It all mirrors itself. It, it it's, completely it's mirror, is a rewrite of Wrath of Khan. See, it was a cheat. Is, it was a, a cheat. It, the difference is it's a rewrite, not At a remake. At least Into Darkness doesn't pretend like it's another movie. They do it almost word for word, but Nemesis is a cheat. It's, it, it is completely Wrath of Khan all over again. And the, the, what really sucks about it, at least we get Spock gets to come back. We don't get Data coming back. Well, we kind of do because we do Nemesis. Because they do do that. But. Yeah, because it's a complete rewrite of Wrath of Khan. It is, because basically what they did is they said, here's Wrath of Khan with a little bit of search for Spock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! In the darkness is the third time. How could I have forgotten that? I was confused because oh. <laughs> I you, you were so adamant that you liked it. You know why? Like, but you didn't like Nemesis for the same reason. I was. So why didn't you say that? You were waiting for I, me to get to come I, to I, that I, to myself. You had to, you had to come to it oh on your own. Gosh. I could only lead you to water. I could make you know what? It. it was just I was distracted by all the. Flashes, the lens flares, and and the and the, the and now I'm not sure I want J.J. Abrams to direct Star Wars. You understand my concerns now. Yeah. Well, what well, makes no. it even worse was the announcement made this week because while I love Benedict what, what Cumberbatch, they didn't I love, announce anything. While I love, well, it's rumored. It is rumored, but it's it's highly educated rumors. Um, while I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch Love him. I think he's fantastic. He's a terrific actor. I don't want him to to ter- to do a turn after doing Star Trek, turning around and doing a Star Wars film. Oh, he's no. done other stuff in between then. No, but the big ones, the big ones. You don't well, think the Fifth Estate's going to be big? No, no, no. It'll be it'll be that it'll be that <laughs> Social Network uh, Oscar film. It'll be that Oscar film. But what what um, do they have in? Uh, no, it's Just, it's, it's it? rumor. It's an educated guess. In, there's their character. There, well, there are people within the industry that are saying, "Yeah, it's almost dried ink on paper now." So, but we don't know what he's playing. No, we don't no. know what he's playing. No. He could not. He could not even be a villain. I don't care if he's a villain or not. I don't want him in Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. He, he <laughs> was fine in Star Trek, he, he'd be, he'd even though he shouldn't have been gone either. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh. You know who be he'd be really good as. Clone of the Emperor, young Clone of the Emperor. Admiral That's Thrawn. what they'll do. Thrawn. They're not doing if, Thrawn. Yeah, but if, if they but were if doing they did, Thrawn, if they yeah, painted okay. him blue. All right, gotcha. I'm he'd sold. Be really good I'm totally Thrawn. sold. If they make him Thrawn, absolutely. Let's bring let's bring him in. But he won't because you know they're not why I'm doing not worried about JJ as a uh, doing Star Trek or Star Wars. Why? Because he's not writing the script. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. He did he had, he had a him, phenomenal had, job with the Star Trek reboot. If he hadn't gone on to direct the second one, <laughs> I wouldn't have so much of a I don't problem. think the directing but is the problem with the second one. I, I think it's so it based story. on the story. No, you're absolutely and right. I don't think JJ has but I think JJ has, has a lot of the influence this. in it. I yeah, no, I think. I, I think. Oh my gosh, we've been 20 minutes talking about other things besides this because it was besides so the schedule. No, well, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about the schedule, aren't we? I forgot we'd already moved on from. We uh, went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> we did. We went down the rabbit hole. And I'll invite you in on the next uh, Star Trek uh, side trip so that we can revisit how great Into believe, Darkness is. I can't believe 
I can't believe that I just... In the Darkness is a fine film. It's just not a good Star Trek movie. How did I not... How did, I don't know. How did I not? I don't know. You're right. I have dogged on you for years on yeah. how I don't like Nemesis because of the fact that it's a rehash of... And then I completely washed over that. Despite the fact Darn that you, J.J. Abrams, and your flashiness, and your bells and whistles and sparklies. You got flashy thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, so That's ha- what those lens flares are. They're neuralizers. Neuralizers. <laughs> neuralizers. Mental black. You just forgot how bad that was. You just forgot how bad that was. So uh, explain to me then how come I liked Nemesis, but I didn't like in Darkness. I mean, it's not that I didn't it's because like it, it's a different take on it. It's a rewrite and same plot elements, but it's a different take on it. It's not, it's rehashing, not rehashing the same, the same character. Yeah, that's probably it. It's rehashing the same plot, but in a different, different way. Take on it. It's a thinly disguised Wrath of Khan. I've already it's, been there, done that. Let's do a new different. Let's it's, do a it's, different it's less story. Thinly, it's more disguised than in the darkness. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm just adding more fuel that, to that, your. That, that, that that's is, the that, point. That is exactly my point. Within the darkness is okay. We're going to reboot the universe. We're starting something completely new. Okay, great. Go. Well, we're going to bring back Khan. Why? Why? <laughs> okay, completely bring, new. Bring back Khan, but let's go a different different direction with it. No, here we are again. We're just going to flip flop the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's don't just, bring back Khan and just somebody else from his race. No, I, we've already went over why that doesn't work. No, I think that does. No, work. it does work. No, go no. away. No, you're wrong. No, go no, away. No, you're wrong. We're not rehashing this. That. If you want to know why, go. Back. <laughs> if you want to know why, what side we come down on that, go back to. I, if you want to know why I'm right, that that that, <laughs> that works because it doesn't sully Khan. It doesn't fix the problems with the fact that Kirk and Spock haven't been together long enough no, to have this relationship that. that they've set up yeah, in this film. Right, right, right. That needs to happen way later. If they maybe if they saved Khan for the third film, I'd have been okay. With no, that. maybe no. I'm just saying. But anyway, so uh, Daleks in Manhattan. I did still shake my heads at the wrong mo- right moments. Though. You did. <laughs> Daleks in Manhattan. Just last Casey. week, I was saying, well. Yeah, I did have problems with those moments, but I didn't hate the movie overall. Now I hate the movie <laughs> overall. It's a good film. It's not a Star Trek. Good Star Trek film. You're absolutely right. First ten minutes of Star Trek. After that, you're absolutely right. After that, it's Iron Man three. Wow. So I changed your mind in Terra Firma. You have you now changed my mind in Into Darkness. Damn. <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that. I'm, I'm touched. I do it at work now. People, look you can at me remember like I'm that, but you can't remember that I said that you should regenerate. <laughs> Rachel, back me up, please. Um, so then, our show next week is going to be the big finish, Destiny of the Doctor Eight, Enemy Aliens, which I've already listened to <laughs> quite by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Keeper of the schedule. I was like, yeah, I'm done on Tuesday. Hey, wait a minute, that's not what I'm oh, supposed to listen to. I wish we could to. talk about the. Eighth Doctor comic this week, and the Eighth Doctor comic, IDW Prisoners of Time. Have you read it yet? I have. Have you read it yet? No. You and I can talk about it on the way up to the car, uh, and then we'll also throw in our 50th anniversary discussion of the Eighth Doctor's era, which some of which creeped into the discussion tonight between <laughs> Firefly and Star, Star Trek, Trek and Star Wars and Hortzman and J.J. Abrams and, and Benedict Cumberbatch and many other things and many other things. Uh, and then we are doing Scream of the Shaka, right? Yes. No. 
No, no, no. After that is Ninth Doctor, then Scream the Show. Well, okay. Bad Wolf and so Parting I did change of the Ways. It. Okay. Yes. So then Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways for Friday Night Who on the 20th. I will be gone. What are you, you looking at? You're looking at your I'm looking at my schedule. schedule. So I you to make changed, sure I changed it? it. Okay. Because yeah. I, cha- I only changed it online. Yeah. I, only I, I, I thought that I changed it here, but I want to make sure. Okay. While I'm gone, you guys are doing book reviews, trading futures, and Earthworld. Yes. You started on that. Then we're doing Scream of the Shock of the following week. Uh, and then... Uh, I don't really have anything on the schedule yet because we're kind of still waiting to find out some of the Ninth Doctor stuff as it shakes out to figure out what we can put in there. So, right, right, that's right. why we're still kind of in that whole. Our Friday Night Who's are planned out. Yeah, to Friday the, Night Who's planned out November, to the, well, almost to the end of the year. Um, but the, yeah. uh, the 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 actual the important part of the show yeah. we haven't quite figured <laughs> out yet. Oh, right. I think you're right. I think the problem is now we're coming into the Ninth Doctor era, and so we've got to kind of figure out where to fall down on that. If it's up to me, and maybe this is something we should talk about off off mic as well, I'd almost be, unless this is too much for us because we're already reading a book, I almost wonder if we should just go ahead and do another Ninth Doctor novel and all of us read the same novel because those are pretty easy to get a hold of now. So. I would say that because Christopher Eccleston's not coming back to Doctor Who, we're not coming back to the Ninth Doctor. We're just going to spend four <laughs> weeks talking about other things. There will, be no doc- about Doctor there will be no Doctor Who discussion on our Doctor Who podcast for four weeks. <laughs> We can talk about Star Trek and Star Wars and Firefly. And There's a plethora of that things. That doesn't stop us anyway, does no, it? <laughs> not so much. But that's where we're All at. All right, Ninth so. Doctor. All right. Was that it, then? That's it. Terrific. Well, if that's going to do it for this week. Are you sure that's I've it? I've got plenty of scotch. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to discuss? No, there's nothing else I'd like to discuss. And you started late, too. I did start late. It, it only took me to get a little months. angry. It, it took me, huh? No, not angry. I was going to get a little angry. I was getting earlier, but not yeah. happy. No, you're so aren't you glad I started another drink? All right. <laughs> well, anytime he's a grumpy bear, we're going to get him a drink. <laughs> That's the plan. He now. did go on quite a tirade, though, after the scotch. You know, I, I'm sorry that I ruined the fact that we uh, didn't get drinks paid for last night. By the way, you heard Dave. He was going to pay for our drinks, and then he realized I was drinking, and he didn't want to break the bank. Say what? <laughs> if that's going to do it for this week, until next week. I'm Glenn. I'm Casey Kasem. I'm Keith. Cheers. And now, number one. Be seeing you. I don't have a song. I wanted number one. Keith's number one. You should have... (laughs) (laughs) Then don't you forget it. Keith, I like you. He's not number one. (laughs) I think I am. As voted by our fans. (laughs) Actually, if we took a vote now, he probably would would get outvoted. Because he'd go in and wake Sarah up. That's true. (laughs) I can vote for me. (laughs) Wake up, dear. I promise. It's important. Vote by proximity. (laughs) Not proxy. Proximity. She has a ring. She has to vote for me. (laughs) Was that in your vows? Yes. It was on the marriage license, too. I want to see your marriage license. Is that what you pay for? Somewhere over there. That's what you pay for. Wow. I got boned in my marriage. (laughs) It's it's, it's a byline you got to add in. You keep signing another piece of paper, giving away that vote. Man. Where was my attorney when I needed him? (laughs) Wait, wait. Are you sure you want to do this? You realize you lose your vote. the attorney before you get married, (laughs) not after. I knew both your wives. They would not let you... No. Get with an attorney before you got married. <laughs> Wasn't happening. Well, we're still rolling, so. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yes, turn on the AC. It's hot in here. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. 
Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.